Would you like to come on a wonderful trip with me? You're in the right place at the right time, because we're going to see some magic, real magic. Daniel. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty excited because I think we got all of our audio issues uh, solved because it looks like Audacity is recording just fine. And hopefully, hopefully Rolo can hear us because Rolo is the only person in right now. Uh, That was a musician by the name of esoteric with a k e s o t e r i k uh the song is just for you i discovered him this week uh my buddy in poland who runs a bunch i was like hey give me some uh give me some music that's good for running and he recommended this guy and i this album i've really been digging on this week oh god i almost stopped a recording if anybody knows anything about new zealand hip-hop it's the Polish. It's the Polish. That's what I always say. Hello, everybody. And maybe just Rolo. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, probably two more people here. You're listening to this might sound stupid. I'm still I'm still tweaking the audio here. You're listening to this might sound stupid. It's a podcast where uh, two stupid friends just wanted a reason to hang out. And then COVID happened and quarantine happened. And now we have to do it digitally. But... A time will come again when we do it live. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, you should subscribe to us wherever you uh, get podcasts. Uh, you can give us a follow on Twitter. It's at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitch. Maybe you're watching us on Twitch uh, right now. The live the live cast is is maybe the most fun. I don't know. It's it's certainly the most interactive. Yeah. Um. As always, we are sponsored first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy. We'll check in with Joey here. He is curled up in a tight ball. Joey's our oldest and best sponsor. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. He got brought down here with the promise of meat, and he got a little meat. Aww. Little sausage. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mike Long, who is a designer out of Minnesota. He designed all of our uh, all of our graphics here. Um, my nose looks so red. I'm distracted by it. I think I'm getting a zit. <laughs> right. I hope not. There. Cause I don't want to be anywhere near you. Because my face is uh, the money maker, and if I get a zit, it won't make any money. 
That can't be right. No, I, I guess I'll look cooler if I'm around you. So there yeah, we'll go. look at that. Uh, oh, Javin's here eating chicken. AL Oster Camp is here. What's up? Also eating chicken. What are you drinking tonight, Dan? Got a cruller. Ooh. Of a, it's called Diddy H. Shooter McGavin. Shooter! Green, green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a shit? Who gives a hoot? Ooh! Sometimes those barrel theory ones don't go good, but uh, that cracked real well. Depends how full they are. How full is it? How full is it? Full enough. I'll just wipe myself down real quick. Okay. okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking from Black Sack. I actually went to the liquor store for the first time in months. Uh, and I got special beer. I'm drinking Fugazi from Black Sack. I like this. I like the can. Mm-hmm. It is an Italian style Pilsner. Yep. So I think I've only ever had one of those probably at Punch Pizza, and I can't think of the name of it. That is called Peroni. Peroni, and those are good. I like those. And Peroni and Peronis are great. Not bad. I've done better. Yeah, I was going to say, a little muted at the end. Ooh. I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet. I think I wanted something a little more crisp, but that doesn't necessarily make this bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. It's like, like maybe was, it's was, not what I wanted, but it's a very it's very unique flavor. Have you had one of these? I can't remember if you cracked one yet. Yes. Okay. Yep. Like, like I was talking to Javin about this uh, last week with uh, Barrel Theory and they're like BT Light. Like they're like kind of... Uh, Champagne or beers kind of take okay four and a half percent light lager, and it's good. Like it's it's not rage quit, but it it still tastes good. Like it, it did a really good job. Uh, but it's nice to have a bunch of really good light beers for the summer. Yeah, for sure. So you're, so you're not always just drinking like the same one. Like like there's a there's a, there's a lot of really mm-hmm. good lighter like pilsners and ales. Jevin says that beer is fine, but I'm not sure which beer he's talking about because I thought he was raving about Fugazi this morning. Oh, that beer's fire. I misread. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's fire. Hot, hot, hot fire. Okay. I Because, yeah, he was telling me Fugazi was the bee's knees. I think it would really go well with, like, a punch-style pizza. Oh, yeah. You might need, like, an Italian Pilsner glass, too, you know, just in case. Just in case. That's it's, the uh, on the side. Are you just eating mozzarella? What are you doing? <laughs> I needed some extra food. I didn't get enough for dinner. Shocking, I know. What? I think this is going to sound weird and and bougie and douchey. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I think. I think this would go really well with food. I know that make that makes sense. I also really feel like I need a glass. Amber, are you still watching? Get him a glass. Will you bring me down a glass? I'll love you forever. One of the big pint glasses. I think it will be better from a glass, honestly. If you're watching, I'd love that. 
Uh, otherwise, there's an old water glass down here. Maybe I'll just do that. You know, uh, like like for all those guys talk about different liquors, beers, and wines being served in different shapes of glasses, they, it must mean something. Like, it can't all just be, like, voodoo, like, magic. Like, it's got it. Like, there has to be some science in the way some beers and stuff take to, like, a glass. Well, I know there is for, uh, I know there is, oh, Amber said, yeah, hopefully she brings me down a pint glass. That'd be really cool. Oh, I can hear her creaking around upstairs. <laughs> okay, bear. Crawl around upstairs. Okay, bear. <laughs> A very, a very, an, an inside joke, even for movie night standards. Yes. <laughs> um, for wine, it's like there's certain, you want certain glasses because some of them you want to, you're the best. Don't worry. Are you worried because you're not wearing a bra? Both cameras are right here and they're pointing this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. My wife's the best. It's great podcasting. If you're listening, I'm look just, at that! Look at that lovely color. I'm just pouring the beer on camera. If I can, you imagine how happy Javin would be if I dropped this all over my keyboard and lap right now? He'd be, he'd be very happy. He'd be. He might pass out. That is a good color on that, though. He might choke on that chicken, though. <laughs> Um, it's better from a glass. Get her to make you some bruschetta. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but for real, this is way better in a glass. No, like I should probably pour this into a glass, and it 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 would one hundred percent change the taste for the better. You think you you think a hundred percent? Or no, yeah, okay, a hundred percent. It would take it would change the taste for a better. Yeah, it, it would make it a hundred percent better. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it it would improve the taste. <clears throat> this improved it by a lot. I don't know what that is. I was gonna say like with wine, some wines you don't want to affect the temperature of. There's other different. There's uh, there's wine glasses. Yeah, Amber, will you run a will you run a glass over to Dan? I'll, I'll just buy giant witch witch glasses to hold the whole thing, right? <laughs> Oh, God, this is going to be... <laughs> I don't want to spill this. <laughs> Laugh in the camera for a second. Dan just... <laughs> Dan, Dan, oh, God, this is going <laughs> to... You can smell it, silly billies. That's why it tastes better. That's what I was going to say. I know that's true about uh, certain wine glasses. Is you want to be able to get your nose in the glass because... A big part of your taste is your your sense receptors, just the way John Witch Witch intended. But like, if I'm gonna have a pilsner, uh, or a like a an IPA right after uh, mowing the lawn, I want to crack that shit in an ice cold can and drink it out of the can. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, because you're looking for like like the the pure refreshment of that cold yeah. beverage. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Get yourself like a frosty mug. You think so? I don't know. <laughs> what's you the try. what's the beer I was obsessed with all last winter? Uh 
Oh, Polliner. Yes. Polliner is one that, like, if I drink that from a bottle, I don't, I really don't, it's not, like, awful, but I just don't enjoy it. But fall and winter, if I'm pouring Polliner into, or whatever style beer that is, if I'm pouring that into a glass, I was drinking those like crazy last winter. Because <laughs> they're so low uh, ABV, I would just put down, like, three of them. Bunch of fucking calories. What uh, kind of, what style beer is that? It depends when you got, because they they make a German Pilsner, they make a a Marzen style, they make a Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. They a, okay. They make all the German styles. The Hefeweizen, I, in, in a glass, I think is very good. But yeah, uh, I'm now, I'm not changing my tune, but I'm just, I, I wasn't sold on it from a can, but it's really good out of a glass. Maybe a little antipasta, a little tortellini later. A little raviol. Let's get some, some small, small plates going. A little gabagool. Ooh. The father gabagool with that beautiful pilsner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know what? I'd, just, I'd eat a semi-spicy spaghetti. Do okay. you like your spaghetti little, sauce little, spicy? I don't. I'm not going to, like, toss it out the window. Yeah, but what's your preference? No heat? Um, Spice heat? I, I don't always add red pepper flake to it. Okay. So I can't. Yeah. What about you, chap? I like a little kick. I like I like my spaghetti sauce, which is a little like it's got to be a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily spicy. Uh, I want like <clears throat> almost the mouth numbing or like your when your lips get numb and tingly. Mm-hmm. That's more. That's more what I'm looking for. Yeah, you you don't want to taste the pasta. I don't think it takes away from the taste. No, I like spicy. I bought that. I bought this hot sauce from Whole Foods. I don't know what the name of it is. because uh, I want I want I what I need to do is just order like the hot ones, hot sauce. I wanted something that was really genuinely spicy, like legit hot, like legit hot. And I was looking at hot sauces at Whole Foods and saw this one, and it was like hot. Claimed it was hot, but it's not hot. It's very vinegary, which is not. I, I, I shouldn't say it like that. It's not a. It's not an assessment. A poor assessment of it. It's just not. It's not spicy at all. It's tasty. Yeah, you. You and like you're probably looking for more of like the like the chunky kind of style that was like the, uh, like last dab or like one of those like. What was that one you had? That garlic what? spice or something. Uh, they had at my house. What? You had one at your house. Uh-huh. Um, when you were doing the the spice, I want to say it was in like a yellow or an orange bottle. Uh-huh. It was a really good hot sauce because it was hot, but it was really tasty. Oh, uh, that might have been like Los Calientes or something Yes, like that. that sounds right. That's no, what that's I was like looking that, for. Yeah, that's like their middle middle of the road. Like not soup. That's not like hyper hot, but it's got... It's got heat. You know it's there. But it's very, it's very tasty. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, whatever this hot sauce is, it's not hot. I don't remember how I got on hot. Oh yeah, chat. Nobody answered. Nobody in chat answered. Do you like your spaghetti sauce a little spicy or a little bolognese with a little heat? I'm gonna eat my cheese. Um, one of the things I want us all to do, like when quarantine, like if they, if a vaccine comes out and like we can all go back to normal or something, uh. It would be. I do you remember for Nick's birthday when we went to uh, Bo- Boca? 
Yeah. I just think it'd be fun, like, me and Amber could get somebody to watch kids to just go out and, like, the whole movie night crew just goes out and has a big, giant Italian dinner. Yeah. Just be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was really fun. Just see everybody and yep. share food. And then we'll do our, we'll do our, uh, our Coke taste test after that. We don't have to wait till quarantine ends to do the Coke taste test. True. That's true. We can just do it outside in the sun. Uh, I forgot. I was I was supposed to make rules and prizes for that. You got plenty of time. Which I still plan on doing. <clears throat> um, how's your week been, Dan? I saw you yesterday and today. I think. Did I see you yeah. yesterday? Uh, I feel like. Boy, my days. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you came half day yesterday. I came in the morning and the afternoon. Yeah. You were there in the morning? Mm-hmm. I was only there for half the day today. I don't remember that. And, uh, yeah. Quarantine days, as everybody says, are so weird. Yeah. I've had a pretty, you know, knock on wood here. A pretty... <laughs> Joey's ears perk up, huh? Huh? Who's here? Uh, I've had a pretty uneventful week, which after the last few weeks of like yeah. poisonous spider bites and shingles, I'm Feels happy. Pretty good. I'm happy to just have nothing. My daughter's working on teeth. Man, this makes my nose look so ri- like. I don't know what it is about this camera. It makes it look like I am Rudolph. It's bizarre. Yeah, no shingles. No, because it's on the wrong side of my body. But you're getting it again. On the other side of my body? Yep. It's back already. That would suck. Amber says, I like, quote, spicy. You've eaten my spicy spaghetti sauce. I'm going to start making it spicier again now. Like, I haven't got to have a spicy spaghetti. And spicy, it's not spicy. It's, like, yeah. tingly. But I, haven't, I don't make it with chili flakes right now because my kids, they're big, giant wimps. But I'll start making it a little oh, spicier. Okay. But this, this, yeah, man, Fugazi from Blackstack with a little uh, spicy, spicy spaghetti, a little parm on there, mm. little, little parse, little well, par, you, parm you, and parse. Do you do you do you have a a parm wedge that you shave yourself? I do not. Okay. Uh, I do the long thin. Yep. Parmesan. The shredded parm. You get a good parm, uh, which we did not do. When I was growing up, we did strictly craft Parmesan. Oh, yeah. Just a little power thing. There was no, there, there was no like, fan, like, I just thought, why did Amber say too much alcohol? Are you drunk? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just had the, the craft Parmesan cheese, which was mm-hmm. my favorite way to have Spaghetti for most of my life was like smut, like smothered in that sawdust Parmesan cheese, but oh, it was yeah. so good. I'll still eat it like that. Yes, craft of the K, yep. not craft of the C. Thank you, Javin. Uh, yeah, that was the only way we ever had spaghetti. But my mom makes the second best spaghetti sauce in the world. I my spaghetti sauce has surpassed it at this point. I, I can I can confidently say, okay okay, uh, but now the the way I love to do it is make the spaghetti sauce, 
and we call it all day spaghetti, but it's like all day. You just cook, you cook it for like four or five hours so that there's all the onions. Oh, Amber said by too much alcohol is, which is why I have a red nose. God, I hope not. Um, so you cook it for like four or five hours and you cut the onions like as thin as you can possibly get them. And then the onions just melt into the sauce. Like there's no, they don't exist anymore. And then you do that. You cook, you got to get your noodles al dente, which we didn't, I didn't do growing up. I didn't, maybe we did. I don't know. But you got to get your noodles al dente. Then you do a nice Parmesan cheese and you got to have parsley. A little fresh herb. That's yeah. It's got to be fresh parsley, but that's how. That's my, I, it's like one of my favorite meals. I remember uh, everybody in movie night chat was making fun of me this fall because I was like, it's fall. We had our, we got our first night of all day spaghetti and everybody's like, what? Well, how is spaghetti a marker of fall for fall. you? And I, like, as soon as people said it, I was like, oh yeah, that is like, that's not like a thing yeah. that people do. But for me, cause I don't like in the middle of summer, I don't want. A big giant hot plate of spaghetti. Although Amber just said put spaghetti on our meal plan. <laughs> uh, I'd eat it. But like one of my favorite things in, in the once it <clears throat> start gets, starts to get cold in the fall is that to make an all day spaghetti on like a Saturday or Sunday where I can like really put time into it. Mm-hmm. And then making like a, a pot roast. Those are like my two signs that it's fall pot roast with potatoes and carrots and because it's just two things you don't really want to eat in the summer what if in italy they could only eat one shape of pasta per month one shape of like that's the shape you have to eat so like, a month yeah so like spaghetti was is september rigatone yeah name the rest like, of the it, months it's, it's like a, we got a bow tie rigatoni ziti <laughs> gabagool <laughs> gabagool is uh, a meal it's not a type of pasta is it Angel hair, a, a larger ziti. You know, you know all of them. Macaroni noodles, fusilli jerry, penne, corkscrew. Okay, we did it. Pumpkin shaped La- noodle, lasagna. How about the ones that look like SpongeBob? Macaroni from from Kraft. <laughs> I still think I don't know what it is, but my the best. Uh, the best craft macaroni and cheese there is are the w- the ones that are shaped like any faces, Marvel heads or SpongeBob or Scooby Doo or whatever dumb bullshit head you want to shape it like. Mm-hmm. Those are, it's like my favorite way to eat macaroni and cheese. It's interesting because it, it almost be, because of like how Pearl thick Coosters. they had to cut those how thick they had to cut those faces. It was a it was more of a chew. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, what it is. The texture, like, it's easier to get those al dente. Yeah, because like the you know, like the little noodles for like craft dinner are you know, smaller, thinner. So the, those can much easier turn to mush. The regular yeah, like, the, the regular craft noodles you could drink. Yeah. Like you could serve that to me in a cup and I could just pour it in. And your body would figure it out. Yeah. But the 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 face shapes you gotta chew. <clears throat> There's something to chew on there. Those are good. There's something to chew on for you. There's something to chew on. I was really hoping Schwab was going to be around when we did this topic tonight. The fuck? Uh, 
he's not though. <laughs> he's not, and I have to live with that. Perfect. Um, yesterday was the first time ever where we did we requested Rob's random topic while all three of us were in the same room together. <laughs> yeah. Which I I didn't look at my phone, so I didn't see until like later. But I'm like, oh, neither one of you did. <laughs> I sent the text and then like looked at you guys, and just nobody looked at it for like five minutes, like long enough that I just forgot about it. My hands are covered in goo gone. I couldn't grab <laughs> a phone. Also, earlier this week, I sent a text to Rob because a new Lamb of God album came out, and like my favorite song in the album, I screenshotted it and sent him a picture of it, and then like stared at him for a long time. And he just didn't check the text message because I wanted to like <laughs> throw up the metal horns when mm-hmm. he finally, finally looked at me. Javin just says harumph. You weren't there. It was after you left. And he didn't say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Javin didn't say goodbye to me yesterday. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have done it when you were there. That'd be me. And it was after it was you were gone. You left early to go do cool stuff with Katie. Or what, I don't know what you did. They went and bought chicken. That's my assumption. What else could you possibly do besides hang out with three of your best friends? The only th- the only answer is you went to do cool stuff with Katie. Yeah. True. <clears throat> um. Yeah. I don't really have any. I don't really have much to talk about this week. Um. I'm thinking I need to get. I need to find like a cheap older road bike to put on my cycle trainer, the thing I have inside. Yeah. My mountain bike doesn't have enough gears to where if I'm trying to go quick, it it can't I can't go fast enough. Oh really? While you're like it while you're indoor biking? Yeah, yeah. So like if I put it in the hardest gear, I notice that I'm not nearly as not I, I can't get nearly as high a wattage as I do if I have my road bike on it. Interesting. And I'm, and I'm in the lower gears. So that, so I just need more gears basically. I'm think I think I want to I don't think. I know I want to do something. Well, I shouldn't say no. You know what? Podcast is over. I'm done. All right. See you later, kids. Kids. Um because the you know, my assumption is that this fall and winter COVID's uh-huh. still going to be a thing, especially because fucking idiot Americans won't wear masks. Uh, I saw a meme earlier this week. It's that SpongeBob meme of whatever that whatever their hamburger guy is. Who's the hamburger guy? Krabby? Uh, Krusty? Crust, yeah, no, Krusty's the Simpsons. No, but, yeah, but it's like him looking out the window, mm-hmm. and it's just like above him is the U.S. where people don't wear masks and he's looking out at the rest of the world who's responded to COVID correctly and are starting to <laughs> see it decline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming in the fall, I'm still not going to want to go to the gym. So I nope. want I want to get something for indoor, maybe like what you have where there's the bike thing. A treadmill seems way too big to try to get into my house. Or my mm-hmm. basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I thought because I've, I did one, uh, I, but you don't have a, you don't have a, a stationary bike, or oh, Big J, did, he wasn't here when we did the sip. What's up, buddy? Oh wait, Adam. Yeah. Ropes. Ropes. 
Because I'm not a pussy, he Thanks. says. Thanks, Big J. <laughs> he's saying he's not a, that's why he doesn't have a stationary bike. He's calling you a pussy. Oh, I also have a bike that moves, so I'm good. <laughs> I, I have one of those tough bikes that moves. Yeah. Um, dudes. Yeah. So the other thing that I, I did uh, in college <clears throat> for like a semester, I think, that I loved was a rowing machine. And I kind of want to get a rowing machine because a rowing machine you can just like fold up and then it could sit in the corner like in my laundry room. And then when you want to use it, you just fold it down. And it's just a great workout that gets your heart going. You can do it watching. Huh? Yeah, those seem super neat. You can do it watching TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does. It's, you know, it's like rowing machines isn't Jocko's top five machines to own. It's good to know. So I kind of, Jocko Willink, he's a former Navy SEAL who has a podcast. Uh, But I I think the people who make your bike thing also make a rowing machine. Uh, I don't know if. It's one of those companies makes. They do, but like you can get like like every major company makes one. So I kind of, that's what I've been thinking lately is like. Once fall and well, I'll still run in the fall. I won't bike, but I'd still go running in the fall because I was, I was out running this spring when it was super cold. Mm-hmm. And if you just, you know, if you dress fine, you're it's not that bad. I tried to dress to go biking, but but you get too cold. <laughs> I'm too it much of like a bitch. Eight, eight for like a Nordic track. Okay. I, guess I don't know if that's their cheapest, but I haven't priced them at all because it might I yeah. might get priced out of it. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, so like just looking at all this stuff. So like, you know, Pel- like the Peloton bike. Yep. And it's got the, it's got the screen on it. I just want to say Pendleton. Every. So like Nordic track sells, like, you know, they, they, they make bikes, they make yeah, yeah. rowers, they make all like, like every piece and you can get, there, there's like a level of each one that has a screen on it that you could do classes. See, I, I don't really need classes, I guess. No, no, but like it's interesting that like it's such a because people like I'm sure it's a huge boom for something like a Peloton right now mm-hmm. is because people love working out together. Like certain people can only like, can really get jazzed up if they're working out with people. I don't understand why and, people like doing things with people. I'm just I, but some I'm people dumb. do. Go ahead, sorry. Uh and so like they you can basically like your preferred way of working out you can do it in some sort of virtual class with a, with an instructor. You know, you can see how everybody else that's signed up is doing that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of a, like a neat kind of social aspect to like the in-home workout now. Well, I think if that's you, why people if, liked if it originally. That. Yeah. I would just want something, you know, at the, right before COVID hit, I was do I would go like twice a week and just try to keep my heart rate at 140. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was, I really liked doing that. Uh, and that's what I was thinking during the winter. Like I want something indoor to do the, the least obtrusive one. Cause our basement isn't huge. It's basically just this room that I'm in. And then we have a laundry room. Mm-hmm. The least obtrusive thing would be to get what you have, which is just something that goes on your, the back tire of your bike. Yep. And like David sells one where you wouldn't even need to like remove the tire. You can just put your bike into it. Yeah. 
that's the least obtrusive. And then I could just sit down here in front of the TV, which is what I would, right you know, when I, what I would do at, when I would go to the gym, I would just bring my phone and mm-hmm. watch TV basically while I biked for an hour and a half. But the rowing, the rowing one, what I like about it is it's cardio and kind of, I don't want to say full body, but it's, it's more of your body than biking is because it's a lot of your upper body and back. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, a good whole body workout. And so to just do that for an hour, I don't know. I think I'd really like that. And then, yeah, my mo, I don't really care if it has a screen or if I get to work out with people. My most important aspect of it is that I can fold it up like this. And my basement doesn't have the highest ceilings. They're probably only eight feet, I would guess. So I got, I got to, I got to be able to fold it up and wheel it like into another room. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would absolutely wheel it out into this room three nights a week and just row. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you think you're going to get a, uh, a cheap road bike. Yeah, just something that because I don't need it to like survive out in the real world. In the real world, so like, so long as it, uh, you know, has like ten or eleven gears on the back, uh, and I had, and I want the like the same like drop handlebars. Yeah. Um, then, uh, then that's that's all I need because yeah, the, the mountain bike is it, it's nice. Like I, I I use it a couple times, but. It's just it's just lacking in like the top the top top end. If I want to try and push really really hard, it can't push as hard as I want to push. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I haven't biked now. I haven't biked probably in a month because mm-hmm. I had the two weeks where I had shingles and I was doing nothing, and that sucked. And now for eight days in a row, I've run a mile a day, mm-hmm. and that I've really liked. Uh. Amber's going to make a joke in chat maybe. She keeps making fun of me for the mile a day thing because I like I've talked about this in the podcast before but I every like I I process better when I'm like talking to somebody. So sometimes I just need like a sounding wall yeah. almost. Uh And so I've just I she at some point started making fun of me cuz I told her like 4 days in a row that I was planning on running a mile every day. <laughs> <laughs> But when I was running, like I, I had a couple of good runs in there where I ran like four or five miles and had pretty good mile times. But for like days afterwards, my knees would hurt. Uh, and not like they weren't sore, like my knees would hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I was watching some like running videos on YouTube uh, when I had sh- like at the tail end of having shingle. Well, I guess I still, there it is. Oh, are you running every day now? <laughs> I wanted to make the joke. I wanted to make the comment. I gave it enough time that she would make the joke, and then I and then she wouldn't see me call it out. Um, yeah. So at the tail end of shingles, I was just watching some videos, and there was a guy who was like, "It running. It's kind of like the same principle." A lot of things if you want to get better at it do it more often so -hmm. like right now if you're running once a week and you're running like four miles and then you're experiencing like ankle pain or knee pain or anything like or hip pain so you don't run again for another week or a week and a half Mm -hmm. it's not doing you any good instead run a half mile every day run a quarter mile every day but just do it every day and so I've just been running a, a mile every day as 
a warm up if I'm working out or just to run a mile. Yeah. And <clears> that's, I haven't had any pain. I feel like my stride and everything is getting better. So my, my thinking is I'll next I'll run two miles every day and just see how my knees hold up. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think I said it on here, but I, I remember said it when we were like all working together, like either at the end of last week or this week. Uh, but having that bike inside saved my ass this winter slash fall to where like I was able to stay, I was able to stay fit yeah, without having to like leave my house. And it was a joy enough of a thing to do to just be able to sit on it and not like, I didn't have to like, I, I could push myself hard, mm-hmm. but it was, it was nice to be able to just sit there and like watch a movie for like an hour and something yeah, and just, yeah. And it, it like just having that little thing was able to keep me, like in an, in enough in, shape that in I the shape that you have... want to be in. Exactly. Like I'm not, yeah. Like not shredded or anything like that, but I, but I, I, you know, I wasn't like getting bigger or anything like that. So yeah, that was, that was, yeah, nice. I definitely did this winter. Just kind of a bummer. Like I was, I was cracking those polymers all the time, which are <laughs> empty calories. So good. Uh, but I wasn't like there just doing workouts it just isn't, I don't know, at home, it just isn't enough. So when I started to be able to go to the gym, that was nice. Mm-hmm. But there, there's just, there's something really nice about, yeah, like sitting and riding for an hour or hour and a half. or Because it, it, it never seems like you can push hard, but I could sit there and bike for hours mm-hmm. and not, if I if I didn't like go super hard like i you know i'd still burn a bunch of calories yeah you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be like maybe like toning or anything like that like as much because i'm not like exerting as much but it's 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 a very low impact workout well and that's yeah after i got my hernia that was where i was like okay i'm not an athlete i don't need to push myself as hard as i can Mm -hmm. in these workouts my goal is to just maintain my ability to move around well as I get older and just get the benefits of exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about that before where I, the, yeah. the other thing was on that stationary. I would feel so good after biking. Mm-hmm. Like I just get off of it and you feel happy. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it was like, was it uh, I biked around for like an hour and and so I just basically like went up a hill and just started just biking around like like all like the little streets around Liberty Ridge, like not sure where they were coming up, but I knew the the general direction I was going in. Yeah, was you know kind of the way I wanted to go, and it's just it was just nice just to wander around for just like be outside. an hour. You know, there's a couple of hills in there that I that I pushed myself really hard on, but otherwise, like it's just going at a, at a steady pace. It's yeah, it's just nice for your mind, maybe even. <laughs> yep. That's my only my only problem with running, which from what I've been reading, it's like if you can get your gait right and get your like your musculature there to support it, it's not it's not a super jarring exercise. But if you're running wrong, 
It's high impact. I, I feel like you could destroy your lower body. Yeah. So if, if you were if you were just weren't yeah if you weren't careful. That's what I'm trying to just because I really, the times I went out for four or five miles, I really like it. I just and I never liked running growing up, but I I I really for some reason in my mid thirties it clicked and I just like running. So it's something I want to continue to do. And I just won't do in the winter. Yeah, like I remember, it's such a weird thing because, like, yeah, I was never like a distance guy, and I still, like, I'm still not. Like, I don't, I don't run. Do so you like sprints? I, well, I that like growing up, I was a that's like, I was all about just going fast for short distances. Okay. Um, and be, even when I would we would do like cross country stuff like that in in gym, in school, I I couldn't run i was i wasn't good at running distance okay uh i think a big part was i just wasn't good at like the breathing aspect of it like i wasn't like like i would get uh i don't get side aches anymore but like growing up i would like the way i would run it and like i had i'm sure that's something to do with the way i was breathing i wasn't i was my lack gas was building up and i'm just getting a cramp okay uh like i still don't necessarily run like a mile straight like uh I'll have to walk for it's usually like eight seconds and then I'll just start jogging off again. Okay. Uh, I'm sure some of that's psychological where I'll just I would say in my head be like, well, I, I guess I'm, I, I, I'm tired right now. Let me, let me just walk for eight seconds and then I'll start <laughs> off again. Like, like I probably don't need to as much as I do. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's not, I, I think it's probably win any awards. <laughs> it's probably worse to be to have my crazy brain where you're like you get mad at yourself and you're like, no, don't stop yet. Run to that fucking stop sign. Don't be a pussy. Run to the stop sign. <laughs> and then like when I get to the stop sign, it's like, are you really gonna stop now, you fucking bitch? Like <laughs> Oh god. One, I don't think it's mentally healthy. <laughs> and two, out of the two of us, I've had way more injuries because I'll I'll just my brain is too insane and it will just and I'll just force mm-hmm. myself to do things even if I'm miserable. Uh like it's probably there, better there, to just take it easy. There, there's probably a middle ground where like uh someone doesn't quite stop as fast as I do but doesn't push themselves as hard as you. There, there there's a middle ground between us that's, that's probably a really good place to be. That's what I'm trying to find. I've been really trying lately to like motivate myself positively. Like mm-hmm. instead of saying like negative things in my head trying really hard to say like you got this you're doing great like your breathing's good you're gonna be okay nothing bad is gonna happen if you go to the stop sign like trying to do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and then actually giving myself the break like okay you ran you ran from wherever it is up to the up to that stop sign or up to that tree you did it now you can walk and i'll like Mm -hmm. and i'll i'm trying to use my (laughs) my stubbornness to now force myself to actually stop mm. and like, okay. So, and then stop and walk. Um, I, th- yeah. I think, I think one thing I I'd, I'd kind of be excited for, like once they actually start up again, you can do them again. Uh, just cause our, we had to, we had to cancel our one this year was the 5k. Yep. Uh, just to do something like that. Like I, I'd, I'd really like to try and, cause I have, uh, ones that are, two thirds of a triathlon. So it's so it's like just bike run, like not the full distance you would do in a triathlon, of course, but it'd be like a 
10 mile bike and then a 5k run i think what um, i would really sorry go ahead which the like the the 10 mile bike is that's that's n- what nothing. i do if i go out to bike it's 10 or 12 exactly miles. yeah like and then the, the, the 5k would be the tough part for me um i can do them you know i, I just end up walking like for a good good minute and a half like as i'm doing it somewhere in there like i'm constantly stopping i didn't know but, what a 5k was until i ran one and then mm-hmm. shared my my time with mike long and mike long was like dude that's awesome you did a 5k and i was like what mm-hmm. i didn't realize what a fi- i didn't know what a 5k was so i think i don't necessarily i don't necessarily want to do the triathlon i think what i want to do would be a half marathon oh 13 miles yeah I like if I could do and finish a half marathon, I don't even have to like, I don't even have to have like register for a half marathon. If that makes sense. You would just find a way to run 13 miles. Yeah. I would just run 13 miles. Uh, and just have a time in my head. Maybe that I'd actually, I think what I'd like to do is just do it because I feel like if I had a time, I'd hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing? I'm looking at how far it is to your house because it might just be you running to my house. Oh my God. That fucking hill though. Although I get to go down it on the way to your house. Are you going to be as your brother-in-law called it a pussy and not run hills? (laughs) What did he say? Pussy. When we were talking about bikes, I thought he said bitch. I can't because I'm not a pussy. (laughs) Uh, let's see if you take, Valley Creek, it's only it's five miles. Yeah, I was so, like, there's no way that's up. that's way less than 13 miles because I can drive. So you, it you, super have to, quick. you have to go a little bit further past your house. Yeah. So oh, you're saying there and back. Yes. That, so yeah. So, so so it's five miles to and then five miles back. I just think like, and it's not going to be this summer, but like if I run, if I keep building up running this summer. And into fall until it just gets like snowy and too. Because I'll run if it's cold. I don't care if it's cold. I'll still go out and run. I just don't want to be running in like snow or slush or ice. Yeah. But if it's, you know, there are some winters where it doesn't snow till after Christmas. I'll go out and run in the cold. I don't give a fuck about the cold. Like, that, like that's the, like, yeah. I just, I want to, I want to keep running. And then uh-huh. like once it's actual real winter, I probably wouldn't uh-huh. run. And then bit like, as soon as I can get out and run again, build it up, and yep. like by the end of next summer, try to do a half marathon. Because yeah, because it'll come back faster that next time. Yeah. And then, uh, like the weird thing about biking is that like, in your head, if I'm like, oh, poof, I was gonna fucking bike to Adams. That's how it take forever. Because it seems like it's far away. Doesn't but it's like, oh, I was just I was just biking around the neighborhood for a little over ten miles. Well, I bike. Oh, I, I, and that was nothing. Like so, it's like it's like me biking to your house is nothing. The last two bike rides I did were twelve miles each, and it was under an hour. Yeah. So if your house is five miles away, I could bike to your house in a half hour. It's nothing. Oh, 100. You could you could bike to your house in like fucking fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're no, ho- we're both there's hope- lights and shit. Probably not, but yes, we're both hoping to bike to the middle school tomorrow, which is a way I, longer I, I, ride I, for I, you. It's gonna rain way too much. I'm not doing. That. Oh, is it really? Is it supposed to pour? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to like be thunderstorms for a while there. Oh, fuck my ass. I really wanted to ride there tomorrow. I guess we're going to be there all next week too, probably anyway. So. Oh, 100%. So yeah, I will bike there next week. Uh, oh yeah, scattered thunderstorms in the morning. Well, yeah. if, it's not too, if it's not too wet, I'll bike there tomorrow. 
Yeah, you're because you're you're what like a mile and a half. Yeah, I'm super close. I could bike there in ten minutes. I bet. Yeah, you don't have to look. Okay, I thought you were going to look. No, I'm not googling that. Rob, Uh, Google that for us. Rob said you could run around the track at Woodbury Middle School 52 times. That would be 13 miles. Or I could do it at the high school. That was one thing I was actually thinking is... Using that track? Using that track. And it all it's all going to depend on whether or not they open that back up to community ed. Because the track of the high school is open to mm-hmm. community ed in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just with little kids, it's too... My mornings were too unknown. So that's... I learned actually like right before COVID came on probably a, a month or two before that i learned last winter that it was way easier for me to just do bedtime and then i could consistently predict like when i would get to the gym and how long i would work out mm. versus the morning you just don't know what your nights are going to be like with little kids mm-hmm. but if they don't open it to community ed because of covid then i could i could continue to run all winter and then i think i could definitely do a half marathon next next summer and i wouldn't really want i don't really want to register and pay people money and what was the one race we did pull the fucking uh warrior dash yeah where you had to like you had to drive to a parking lot and then wait in a line and then get on a bus to get bus to a different site and then wait in a line like i don't want to fucking do all that that was I don't, fucking intense i don't because you know me i'm not very competitive i don't give a fuck what other people are doing I just, I want to know that I can do it. That's one of the things that's it. Running has become kind of like rock climbing. Like it's just me doing it. I'm not, I don't Uh give, I'm not an athlete. Nobody's paying me to run. So I don't really care what anybody else is doing. I just want to see if I can run. That's kind of the the nice thing about like, like the apps, like your, uh, like, like Wahoo, the Wahoo one or like Strava is that if you want to push yourself, you have your own benchmark. What do you mean? Like, 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 like if you wanted to be like, you know what? I, th- I want to be better. Like, I think, I, I think I can do that piece better or like, yeah. like you can, you, you, it's very easy to like, to like give yourself little goals inside of the run. That's what I've like, been, that's what I've been doing with a mile every day. I really, Amber, that's, the, I think that's the other thing Amber was making fun of me about is I just kept telling her because I like talking to my wife and she's constantly being mean to me about it. Mm-hmm. I just I like the person I know. I like yeah, Amber's the meanest person anybody knows. I like running. I forgot what I was gonna say. I got too distracted by Amber. <laughs> I like running. I like running. <laughs> um so my mile times went eight forty three, nine oh five, because what I was really focusing on was my form, and then I felt like my form was getting good. And then it went eight seventeen. 801 and then today was 748 nice uh and so i'm just i'm really trying to like not push myself Mm -hmm. but just try to like do it i have it set so it it bings at me every half mile Sure. So once I've run a half mile, I know how to turn around. But when it tells me, <laughs> Amber figured out. Amber figured out how to do a middle <laughs> finger emoji. Good job, Amber. Oh, uh, <laughs> so once it tells me that, if it's like, if it says that my mile, like today, I think it said after a half mile, it was like my mile time was four minutes and one second. And so I really, like, I really tried to. Oh, so you push harder. I tried to push harder on the last half yeah. mile. 
because I wanted to know, or I, w- I wanted to like see how good I could do compared to yesterday. And I did under eight minutes. Nice. So that last half mile, but the other part about that, that I've realized is like, it takes like that first half mile and it probably won't always be this way, but it takes like that first half mile to find my stride. Okay. Which makes sense. Like, like if, uh, like if you're, if you were to ask Javin, like his first mile is not his best mile. By yeah. By any means. Like, it's like, it would be the middle ones are the, are his, uh, his faster miles. And I think that's when you get, you know, runners high or whatever you want to call it. I think there's a point at which I start to Zen out and it's, re- it is real. like, it's so cliche, but it is really blissful to just be running like a golden gazelle. <laughs> um, but yeah, today, uh, I kind of switch up how I do it, but the one I did today was like, I, ru- I run down to where Royal is and then I yep. run across the front of Royal. Sure. And I basically go past that church just a little bit. And then, okay. and then that's a half mile. And so I turn around. And so when I, when it said four minutes in one second, I was like, Oh, the uh, yesterday was like almost exactly eight minutes. I better hustle. But I, I don't, I didn't have any pain or I just felt good running the rest of that. It wasn't hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like when I get now, now when I get back, my heart rate is like between 160 and 170 instead of at like 190. Oh shit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, marked improvement yeah so my heart rate is getting better my, my you're, getting, abil- you're getting better at recovering my ability to breathe huge. is just getting better yeah. i've really liked the doing a mile a day today is the first I, I, day where my knee feels a little tweaky but that could be also from doing squats yesterday it might not be from running like the the breath thing is one of like the the best uh, I just was watching a bunch of cycling videos the last few weeks. Uh, it's just, it goes the same thing for like distance runners, but it's your your VO two max. It's how much oxygen can you take in, and how much CO two can you put out. Interesting. Is so like the the best people at doing that are the best people at keeping the 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 like. Even though Lance Armstrong was juicing, he was still an amazing athlete, mm-hmm. and his numbers were off the, like off the charts. Like does, no one could push as hard as him for as long as him. Does blood doping help with VO two max? It, it was putting oxygen back in your blood. Okay. So it's, it's, so it's, it's kind of replenishing you in that, in that break time over the night. Yeah. Lance um, Armstrong is, he's such a weird situation because I feel like if nobody else was doing it, then I'd be mad at Lance Armstrong. I'm, I'm, every, I'm still mad. Cause it's like, it, it sucks that it's like a, well, that he lied about it. Exactly. Like, All I'm saying is if everybody yeah. else was doing it, because it was like the top 18 people or something like that, right? It got into the teens. Got in the double dig. Yeah, like like the biggest thing was, so there's this guy named uh, Greg Lamond. He was the first American to ever win the Tour de France. But it's what it's he, what Rolo just said. Our roided up guy beat your roided up guy. Yes. Like if it's, it's so still like, an even playing field, if everybody if everybody's doing all the same illegal shit, Lance Armstrong was still the best. It's still the, it's, it's it's like Barry Bonds. Like oh, Barry Bonds was the best baseball player. Barry Bonds on steroids became the greatest baseball player of all time. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he was the best baseball player of his generation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so like Greg Lamond was. For all intents and purposes, not doing anything illegal. Like, like he was on, in the era of 
it wasn't steroids. Like people weren't like doing like HGH and that stuff. Okay. Um, he was the first American to ever like be very good at cycling the Tour of France, and then he he ended up winning. Okay. Uh, he ended up getting like shot by like a like like in like a hunting accident, and had to take a couple years off. Uh, came back and did great, and then all of a sudden he noticed right around the exact same time that Lance Armstrong was ex- like accelerating as he couldn't keep up anymore. And he's like, man, I guess I'm just getting old. He wasn't getting old. Everybody else was cheating. That's fucking shitty. That yeah. guy's just not cheating. And so like he, and, and like that he's the one read, like he's a reason why I can't ever like Lance Armstrong sure. person. Cause he was the, the one person who, who kept trying to like, he'd be like, he was he was always being nice about it, but he was always being like I like something's up. Like he knew. Wait, like, who's the he in the sentence? It's not Lance. It's uh, the Greg, other guy. Greg Lamont. Okay. Oh yeah, it, it is Lance. So like Lance Armstrong basically made it like a personal front to destroy this man's career what a because dick. he was calling him out for cheating. What a dick! Uh, and you know Greg Lamont now is hailed as a hero because as after all be. this Good. stuff, he got vindication. 100% vindication, but for a decade, he was like a pariah because Lance Armstrong and his goons that sucks were, yeah. And so, like, it, it, he, he got forgotten about because he was, you know, he was the first American to do it great, but then Lance Armstrong came along and hit fucking one for a decade, basically, and no one was anywhere close to him when it came to cycling. And he had the cancer thing, and so it was a whole, like, you, you couldn't, he was basically bulletproof. Yeah, you couldn't talk shit. Yep. He was an American hero, and that's such a world. Like that's the like if you were to go to like the Livestrong Foundation website nowadays, like it, like he's scrubbed from it. But like the amount of money that like that man raised with his yellow armbands for like cancer and like cancer awareness is, un, like it's so much money. Like he was such a like a a powerful force in that regard. It was a that, good like, force. And that his image did very good things, but he himself is a just an absolute shitbag. <laughs> well, because he's such a liar. Exactly. What a weird thing it is, adults lying. Like, everybody has li- I, everybody has little lies that they tell, right? Yeah, and like especially like that size of lie for so long. Yeah. It's like, it's such insane. Well, I'm just thinking of, uh, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, but we have a coworker who got an email from an employee and was like, mm-hmm. hey, can you do this thing for me? The principal said it's okay. And he, and he was like, yeah, sure. And he did it. And then he brought it up randomly to the principal. Like, he didn't go ask this principal after the fact. He just brought it up randomly to the principal. And the principal was like, wait, what? I specifically told them they couldn't do that. And it's like that, that, that level of a lie mm-hmm. is just bizarre to me. That's the that's the eight year old going to ask dad instead. Yeah, it's so weird to see an adult like. Yeah, everybody does little things, and there I don't know. It's weird to talk about because there's degrees of it. Where if you're like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of an example that's not too outrageous. Where like like if you had a doctor's appointment, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah, my doctor's appointment. Uh. Yeah, my doctor's appointment is like eight thirty to nine thirty, but mm-hmm. really your doctor's appointment was just nine to nine thirty. But you did, you know, like I'm j- I can't think of a good example, but like just a little like I just didn't want to go in for that hour. 
Yeah. So I just yeah. said I just said my appointment started a half hour before it actually started. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Like you you can't say it's not a lie. But yeah. that's one where if somebody was like, "Could you believe that?" I would be like, "Yeah. I wouldn't want to go in either." Yeah. We don't really have jobs like that anymore, but you know what I mean where if you if mm-hmm. you like have a shift and you just don't want to do, I don't know. I can't think of a good example, but that that kind of a just bold faced lie, like no, they told me I could, even though they specifically said you couldn't. Yeah. Wait, what? A small lie to not get into bigger conversation. How are things? Good. <laughs> I don't. Even, yeah, I don't even consider that a lie necessarily. That's just like I don't want to talk about this. I mean, things are. How about things are relatively good. I'm assuming the people when I'm I, to think when of something I ask like, that question or when I ask people that question, it's people that actually genuinely like. I don't want you to actually answer. I want my friends like, to actually uh, answer. That's the thing. Like, I don't like. I don't think I've ever asked that question to like a person that I don't have to want to have a conversation with. I I typically say with like, "What's up, man?" Because yeah, yeah, it's it's just not like, "Hey, how's it going?" Oh <laughs> uh, well. Ooh. I don't really mean that. No, I was trying to think of something where it's like, no, it's like, that's a lie. Yeah. Like, yeah, you lied to your coworkers and your employer, but also I kind of get it. I just can't think of like a great example of like, I like you want to cut out an hour early. And so you're like, oh yeah, I got to, it's so weird. It's weird now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, I got to go pick my kid up. At 3.30, but really, you don't have to pick them up till 4. Mm-hmm. But if you just flat out didn't have to pick your kid up, that would bug me. Like, what a stupid distinction to make. Because a lie is a lie, yeah. but also it's kind of not equal. Because mm-hmm. if you, like, didn't... If you if you just flat out didn't have to pick your kid up, it would be like, well, that's shitty. <laughs> but if you actually had to go pick your kid up and you just wanted an extra half an hour to just not be at work and not be a parent for a little bit. It's like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you tell Amber that you have Fridays off, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, you know, wait, you tell Amber you have to work Saturdays. No. Yes. I knew where you were going, but, uh, you were wrong. Correct. Rolo says gas station fella near my home likes to actually answer that. And it is something. That makes me think of those Jersey Mike motherfuckers. Yeah. It's the it's the biggest deterrent to me going to get... Like, I can want Jersey Mike's and be like, uh, I'm not going to go there because of the... the, the it's point. only the managers for me. I don't... Yes. Like, the regular, normal, just employee dudes or ladies don't... They're just like, what do you want? The Jersey Mike's by me, she calls me hun. But she never talks to me. She's like, what do you want, hun? Anything else, hun? Like, everything is hun. It, mm-hmm. You want any chips, hun? And you're just like, no. Do you want a receipt, hun? No, thanks. That That's not really annoying. It's just something I've noticed. But the manager at both the Jersey Mike's by me, those dudes need to shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk to you. I feel like the, this one sticks in my head because like it's, it's one that I've always remembered for whatever reason. But I was going through like the Burger King drive through five years ago. And this, the lady at the window, like, like a, like a younger, I don't know, 
you know, early 20s, like, late teens, like, Asian girls, like, started talking to me about the super moon that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, you going to watch that moon thing tonight? I'm like, what is happening? Like, you're having, like, I, I, I'm not used to people trying to have a conversation through a drive-thru window. <laughs> just talk to me about the moon. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be super cool to look at. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, trying to, like, respond to like, I'm just, like, so stop. taken aback by this conversation happening. Stop holding the, my food hostage. <laughs> the Burger King drive-thru. Give me my fucking food. Like, maybe she's just super excited that she learned something about the moon that day, and she just wanted to, like, tell everyone she could. I don't know. I don't know. I'm was, not going to fault anybody. But it was very odd. The The manager at Jersey Mike's, the, this one right by the high school, he specifically bugs me because he has, like, a script. Because he's asked me the same mm-hmm. series of questions. I'm not yeah. shitting you three different times. What are you doing today? I'm just I'm because it's like a fucking Tuesday. You're like I'm mm-hmm. just get, I'm just at work, man. Just getting lunch. Oh yeah, where do you work? I'm a computer tech. Oh yeah, where? I like I don't want to talk to you about this. It's for, such a like, for the for South that. Washington County. Oh yeah, some and then then the the, the funny thing is every time as he said. All right, you gonna eat this here or are you gonna take this somewhere else? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to go. Oh yeah, where are you gonna go eat it? And it's like, dude, that's a weird question. Also, Am I wrong? <laughs> huh? Also, he wasn't listening. Then. Well, yeah, that's what I always say. Like, <laughs> I'm just going back to my office to eat at my desk because I'm working. But like, I don't know. I feel like that's a weird question. Like, what? Don't yeah. ask me where I'm going to eat my food. Leave me alone. That's, yeah, it's like that. Like my like uh, great clips. Costco, gotta be great close uh experiences like i said you know like i'll be there and be like you know i'll be getting a haircut at lunchtime like hey what do you know what are you up to today i'm like oh i'm just on lunch at work oh yeah who do you work for you know like what like where do you work i'm like oh i work for like you know the school district i do computer stuff and like it's it's always like the same like four questions and i think i've noticed that like some of the ladies that have gotten me again like it there's a lot of silence in my haircut. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a problem with that. The he's like, I, he's one... like, I don't ask them questions. So it's like, unless, unless they're, unless, unless they're like throwing questions at me, I'm not, I'm not starting this conversation. The haircut one is one I get more because like, you're just standing there together yeah, for 20 minutes personal. or whatever. But like this dude at, at fucking Jersey Mike's, it's like, can I just order my sandwich and leave, man? And it would be one thing if you were just like, like imagine Patrick working at Jersey Mike's. Mm-hmm. Patrick just, our buddy Patrick just talks to people and he just likes to talk. Mm-hmm. He's just a friendly mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. It's kind of different if you go somewhere and you just get like a friendly person, like the the Moon Girl. It was, it was it was odd, but it was like this person's genuinely trying to interact exactly. with me. Whereas this manager dude is just being a manager dude. It's like you don't give a yeah. fuck, man. You're just following no. whatever script you have. Leave he, me, like, leave he, me alone. That's the, the five questions that Jersey Mike corporate told him to ask. Well, and I feel like I feel like all those companies should have like in their corporate training, like if you get somebody who's giving you social cues that they don't want to talk to you, let it go. Yeah. You don't have to talk to everybody. Some people like just, that shit. Some people don't. You're gonna you're gonna drive people away. Um, Amber brought up a good one. Happy hour Fridays as a lie of omission, which is a totally different kind of lie. But so like if we went out to happy hour on Friday, she, like I don't tell her that I'm going, I just go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not like from three to four, 
Yeah, I'm not. I don't give Amber. I don't give Amber hourly updates on where I am. Yeah. The thing that like it's not really a live omission either because Amber can, we share our location on on Google, so Amber can just check where I'm at anytime she wants. Mm-hmm. Well, she can at least check where my phone is, I suppose. Uh, and you're not you're not not doing something else. What do you mean with her? So like it's 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 within the hour that you would have normally been working anyway. Yeah, that's how I think of it. Like the lie would be if she. I, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, hey, I need to. I need to. I need to have a phone call with a parent or something. I don't know at three o'clock. Yeah, that's well, not. I'm, that's I'm gonna not, be late to dinner because yeah, I have to do this thing at work. That's not really gonna. That's not a real example because she would just do a parent phone call at work. But let's say she was like, I have to do a phone call at three. Can you come home an hour early today? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, sorry, hon, I got to stay at work today." But mm-hmm. then I, but then I went to happy hour. That, like, that, that would be a lie. I, that would I would not be okay with. That would bother me. No. No. But like, just yeah, that's that's straight up lying. <laughs> or yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, oh, I got to go to work on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rolo says Jess and I were both very hungover in Jersey Mike's once, and this dude would not stop asking me my hat. And I wanted to crawl away. Don't what go was your there. Hat? I'm telling you. Yeah, what was your hat? Yeah, don't wear that hat then. I Tell- feel like you're partially to <laughs> blame here. Blame the victim. Yeah. What was the hat though? I'm curious. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I, I, I'm serious though. Jersey, like, think of how many people are introverted like us. And there have been times where I've chosen not to go to Jersey Mike's mm-hmm. because I didn't want to talk to that manager guy. Like he makes me that uncomfortable. I just don't. It's like I'm not gonna go there on the chance that he's there, and I have to have this conversation for a fourth fucking time. <laughs> Rolo says it was like a Nike hat. Oh, it's like a swoosh. I see you. Like you like Michael Jordan. But they, like, who cares? That's what I'm saying. Like as a part of your as a part of your corporate training, you should like pick up on social cues. If people don't want to talk to you, leave them the fuck alone. It's you're not. I'm not in a retail space, man. I don't need you to sell me a sandwich. I'm already buying your sandwich. I'm there for the fucking sandwich. Yeah. We've been talking for a long time. Oh, our, no! I saw that. I, I saw I saw my stream stop for a second there. It, oh, it's tanking. God damn it. We were doing so good. Yeah. <laughs> Big you know, it's, 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 the same, it's, it's two sides of the same coin there, Big, Big J. Big J! Cops can't stop murdering. You expect retail workers to know how to talk? Man, speaking of that, I want to get a beer, but I'm going to make this (laughs) statement first. One of the weirdest things I've... uh, Not one of the weirdest, but one of the things that I've seen lately... uh, or I shouldn't even say lately. A few times. Refresh your stream roll. Yeah, some people have to refresh. I'm just going to put it in chat. CSD is being blue right now. Um, is the comment that like, well, cops murder white people too. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> what's your point? What? You should be mad about that too. Oh. Cops shouldn't be murdering anybody. It's probably, yeah, one. it's probably impossible to be a cop and, have zero cops ever kill anybody? That's probably impossible. But it's like, mur- 
they shouldn't be murdering anybody. It's just, I've just seen that statement pop up a few times. Uh, or the, the statement like, well, cops by the numbers murder more white people than they do black people. It's like, yeah, well, there's way more white people in the United States. So, you know, just mathematically, instead, that it, makes it, sense. Step one, you're using the word murdering white people. You so. should still be mad that they they're murdering be. people. You psycho. Your, that, like your, your, your straw man argument is that they're... Well, so what? They're murdering more people to look like me. Your fucking Fox News argument. And you're okay. And you're okay with that? You should be <laughs> mad about it. I also, I have seen somehow. I think this is Patrick's fault. By oh. the way, I wish Patrick was listening. Somehow, Instagram, because I look at like the Instagram just random search, mm-hmm. uh, a lot. Instagram has decided I'm a nurse and shows me a bunch of nurse memes. And I blame Patrick for talking about nurses all the time and like every different platform. True. Not even talking about nurses. I'm trying not to blow up any of Patrick's private life, but I blame Patrick and you know why. Yes. But Instagram has decided like, I really like these nurse memes like that nurses share with each other. Mm-hmm. But one that I've seen, fuck you, Rolo. <laughs> fuck you, Rolo. <laughs> I've rid myself of that curse. Um, one of the things I've seen nurses sharing is like, I have psychotic, violent patients who try to assault me. I've never once had to murder any of them. And you're like, oh yeah, good point. They probably deal with a bunch of psychos who are like trying to assault them. You don't hear, what, they don't need guns. They're not killing them. I guess you could make that's kind of a straw man argument because you could make the argument that like, yeah, well, those psychotic patients don't have guns, but maybe that's not even always true. And they're, they're, they're just trained. They're trained in a different way to deal with that situation. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. It's, 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 it's the whole, like the whole thing with the, you, you know, you, you send them out militarized and you're, you're confused why they're smashing so many ham like 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 you're you've militized this hammer why are they using the how white smashing so many nails it's like yeah what, what, what do you expect and big j's not wrong a lot of people cops shoot don't have guns yeah you give it you give a bunch of people hammers and you're like why the fuck are you using those hammers or like like all all like all the the, the recent spate of videos from the last decade of black people getting murdered by the police they are just unarmed and they die. Yep. And and some of them are handcuffed. Yep. Um, that was one of the things that was really uh, disappointing to me about Jacko Willing's most recent appearance on Joe Rogan's podcast, which I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched some clips from. And both of them were saying, like, you don't defund the police. You got to give the police more money. It was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like... You, they were like, give them more money because they need more training. And I just, I don't understand, I because they don't address it, which is the most frustrating part to me. Like, mm-hmm. why are you not addressing the fact that they have they have tanks? Yeah. They don't need tanks. They could use the tank money for more training. <laughs> stop buying them tanks, and use that money for training. Yeah. But no, but that's the irresponsibility of Rogan's podcast that I keep coming back to. Is like, why aren't you addressing that? Like. Why aren't you address how much Big J Big J knows the actual number. I I forgot what it is. I think it's I think it's 1.3 billion dollars is what the 
the New York City Police Department's budget was? It's something uh, that fucking sounds very insane. much insane. Right. Yep. And I don't actually know because I haven't actually looked at it, but I would I would wonder, and maybe I'm wrong. Now I'm doing a thing that Joe Rogan does. <laughs> How much of that is spent on like munitions and things like that? Yeah. I think uh I think Amber I think that one was technically a while ago. I, I think when that actually happened, but I think that that's 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 the newest one that's like come well, to light. I think the body cam footage has exactly yes has been viewed recently, yep. and that's why people are upset and should. I feel be like that was in the. I feel like that was in the winter and should be upset that, that happened. But yes, Jesus, last summer, Christ. yeah, yep. So yeah, it's just it's disappointing to see people like that where it's like I don't like two guys who've given a lot of positivity to my life just be like defund the police the stupidest thing i've ever heard and it's like well but it's not can you talk about it with a little more intelligence it's not it's it's not like we're we're not saying get rid of the police like I, like is he not even having on the people that are like behind those movements i don't know i don't listen to his podcast anymore like, i just i saw that and i still it was like oh i I'd, I'd be interested to hear what jocko says and then it was like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that the, the ex-Navy SEAL wants more funding for the police. And he was... Well, the crazy thing is, like, was so, so many military people are are the opposite of that. Because they're like, these That's guys... Look, these, these guys have... These guys are better armed than we were. Like, like they... There's a well, lot to and see. And that, like that was... A, th- a part of what was so disappointing to me was that Jocko was talking about how they would train... He... I think he said... I might be wrong on the actual statistics or the numbers here, but I think he said they would train for a three month deployment. They would train for six months mm-hmm. and they would do de-escalation drills. And then he, t- and then he talked about how shitty the training time for officers is. And you're sitting there listening to him and it's like, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even trying to say he's wrong. When I say this, I want to be really clear. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's not, why he's saying, they should get more funding. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Why a uh, real legitimate question? This isn't. This isn't a, a uh, This isn't a rhetorical question. Why isn't he talking about how much money gets spent on munitions and things like that? I, how much money does he does he think it costs to run to I, train somebody? I have no like, idea how much it costs to you. No, no, but but it not if we nowhere, nowhere close to that. Like it to train us for like just think about how much they have to pay you and think about how much time they have to train you to not actually be doing your job but learning the job so at, yeah but so those are those aren't comparable being a police officer and being a computer tech i don't understand no 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 but, but i'm saying the amount of time that you're not doing the job that they're paying you to do the job but you're learning that whole time so if so if you're not actually being a tech for a year yeah, you're learning how to be a tech, but they have to pay you to be that tech. Technically, it costs sixty something thousand dollars to train you because you're not doing the tech job yet. You're just learning to be the tech for a year. Yeah, but you're saying, well, but that's not even necessarily true because they still have to pay the people who are training you. Oh, exactly. So, so but again, like it's not one point three billion dollars. So, like, like. It'd be interesting to see where like the disconnect is in his brain that he thinks that somehow 
you need more so many millions of dollars to somehow do this well and i don't train i have to admit i'm kind of ignorant on the fact because i don't know how i don't know how that 1.3 billion dollars breaks down i don't know how much of that is pension i don't know how much of that is in case of litigation i don't know how much of that is salary like i don't i don't know how i don't know how that money breaks down Mm -hmm. but it would be really interesting to see it and yes. I'm not even going to throw out a number because it would be disingenuous. And that's one of the things that I don't like that Rogan does. He'll just make up things. And then I think people hear him and take him as gospel. But it would, it would be interesting to see a number that's spent yeah. on, on munitions and then try to break down, like, how necessary are these munitions and are these tanks? Mm-hmm. And, like, actually try to, like, people who are just have such larger platforms why aren't you talking like that why aren't why aren't you having people who look at things like that i don't i i struggle to find things like that have people don't just have some dumb bullshit conversation try like you have a platform that reaches millions and millions of people try to educate some fucking people man mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's now where the the smarter people that know more than us are going to look at like i'm sure that's what they're going to take the next months looking at those exact numbers of like what those budgets are and seeing how they can manipulate them into a uh uh into something else if that makes sense yeah i i have something to say about that but i really i, I do want to get another beer so oh, just, that's, that's all right. Go, go ahead. It's going to be dead air for a while. minute, but I'm just intrigued in this conversation with Dan, so y'all can yeah. y'all can wait. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly right, Big J, with like apprenticeship to be, you know, a fucking electrician. Like you have to sit there. You you don't get to like graduate to being like a full fledged electrician for a while, but you could just become a goddamn cop and then be like just on the street. And like, I I, I don't want anyone to think like, I am not, you know, you see me out there on the streets throwing up signs and stuff. The fuck is Dan talking about? Not anti-cop. I'm not like, no, I like I I I I I know like I know many cops like they're they're good, blah 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 blah. That's not the point of any of this. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 that's almost the most heartbreaking part is that you're in, you join the system, and all of a sudden you. It can, you know, to quit. You are you are you are leaving. How you're getting your money? You can't support your family, and all this stuff. So it's 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 a tough decision to, if you know it's broken, to just say, well, this is the only thing I'm trained to do, and I've been doing it for twenty years. All right, I'm quitting. We'll just, I got you know, I'll work at Starbucks and you what know are you my, my wife can get a second job and we'll you know we'll support the family that way so it's it's this it's it's a like I'm there this is this there's this has got to be a definitely a hard situation for some of those police officers that genuinely want to be on 
the right side of policing. I would say but, I would I would say probably the majority are. But it's you know it's. What were you saying right before I grabbed a beer? Uh, I was talking about because like Big G brought up like apprenticeship to be like a carpenter. No, th- before that. Oh, I don't know. Fucking hell! I had. A... I, was, I, I was. I was going on tangent. I was going great. No, you know, I had a point I wanted to make, and I came back to write it down. And I, as soon as I started <laughs> to write it down, my brain was like, "Nope, fuck you," because it was. It was. It pertained to another thing that that uh, that Jacko had said that I that was just kind of disappointing. So, the, the, like the one I listened to a podcast today on. Hold on, but I had another. Uh, I had another point on what oh, you were oh, just saying. You, you say I'm gonna go and get my beer. Okay. I really wish I could remember what he was. Does anybody remember what he was talking about before I grabbed a beer? Uh, because there was a point I wanted to make that I felt like went really well with what Dan was saying. And it kind of did a good job of expressing my continued problems with those. Uh, and actually, uh, Amber, that's kind of the, one of the things that I, uh, that made me hesitate when I said the majority. It's like Amber says, I think the majority of good intentions is naive. I think the system attracts bullies. I don't, I don't know that I know enough to believe that yet. It's like, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't, I, uh, that doesn't resonate as true with me yet, but, one of the things that I've been saying lately is I there 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 things keep coming up that make me feel very naive. Uh, okay, so that might make more sense. So, attracting bullies maybe not, but Big J says I went to cop school. Even if they aren't bullies going in, they are trained to be bullies. Now that that rings more true with me, that it's not attracting bullies, but it 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 kind of makes you f- it the way that it trains you trains you in a way that you then start to think, well, the only way I can do this job is to act in this bullyish way. Even if you aren't thinking in the terms of bully. Take what you know about social psychology and the herd mentality. Adam. And you have the majority of the group is just going to act the same way as who they perceive to be like the most like powerful slash alphas in that group. Mm-hmm. So it, it is as with a lot of this stuff, there's just like cultural systemic changes that the major, like, like, like yeah, like as you're saying that, that word is a, a little misleading. Cause again, we don't know. We might be naive to the whole thing, but you would think that if they said, Defund the Minneapolis Police Department. Y'all have to reapply for your jobs. And a bunch of them reapplied with what the new criteria was. That they would just, uh, they would just go along with what that new criteria was. They wouldn't like, they wouldn't fight it because they just wanted to do their job. But when you're in a when you're in like a group of frat dudes running around being like, you know what? We can just get drunk willy nilly and like beat up freshmen. You know, Wait, they're just what? gonna Huh? What? 
That took a left so turn I, I didn't expect. Oh, I was just picking something where, like, you know, like there might be some, like, super popular fraternity on school that, like, you get into, and you might not be a dick that likes to, like, beat people up, but, like, all of a sudden, like, you're just at these parties, and that's just kind of what people are doing when they're drinking. Okay. You're just like, oh, that's the thing I do. Like, you may not have come into it as a guy that likes to, you know, pick on weak people, but... Well, that's like what Big J is saying, too. If you don't conform, you get outcasts. You literally have fellow cops show up late for calls for help. Rats in lockers, reassigned. It happens all the fucking time in the police force. Like, these people come in, like, like the the ones with the purest intentions that come in, and after, like, six months, like, wow, this fucking dude's obviously bad, obviously corrupt. I've never seen Serpico. It's three million percent Serpico, like, which is the crazy thing. Like, that's just, that's... So many police forces have Serpico situations where it's like, well, this guy's obviously corrupt. He's obviously doing wrong. I'm going to bring this up. You just get ostracized. Like, they just bully you until you quit. Hmm. I'm going to take a break to talk about my beer. I haven't had oh, this is that, the, is that the funky one? This is well-received. I haven't had this yet. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you think of that one. Funky loaded Pilsner with Galaxy. I assume that means Galaxy Hops. Correct. So it's a lager, but not all lagers are pilsners, but a pilsner is always a lager, right? Something about bad cops, good cops. Not all not all cops are bad, but all, not all good cops are bad. What? I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Cops are like pilsners. Love you, Big J. I think that would be really good after mowing the lawn. Okay. Do you think I was going to think it was bad? No, no. It's just it's just so different because it's it doesn't uh, taste like a pilsner. No, no. It's like a it's like a almost tastes like I, fucking I'm, fruit juice. What is this thing? I'm going to use a dumb like beer snob word. Like it's it's like a farmhouse ale where it's it's got it it oh tastes like it has it tastes like it has like wild yeast in it. So it, it, like it's got that funky taste to it that's not like it tastes like alcoholic fruit juice to me. This is bizarre. It's really good. It, but it, no, but it, but it's super different. Yeah, it's not it's not at all what you were expecting. No. Wow, I like that. Well received from Blackstack. Blackstack is fucking killing it. <clears throat> yeah, um, uh, to the point where yeah, I might go and just get oh, those are like, good. Like a few more four packs of this just so just so I know. <laughs> There's those. I can are, have some in my fridge. Those are really good. Those I've had yesterday. I mowed my back lawn. Today I mowed my front lawn, and each time I was done, I had yeah. I had one of those basics. It smells like lemon. It's so good. It's like a high class summer shandy, and I like summer shandy. I'm not a beer snob so like some people in chat, but I like summer shandy, and that's like a better version of summer shandy. Uh, um, backing oh, up a little bit, one of the things I wanted to say about like. I want I want more broader conversations about defund the police because a part of it for me is like I don't I don't want to get rid of the police but I do want to find ways to enable policing to be done better and that might that might help a lot of police officers do their jobs more efficiently or in better ways it, like I, I it, 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 in in no way do I want police to go away or am I anti-cop but there needs to be major reform, and that means like really fucking up the way that it's funded and what gets funded. 
Yeah, well, that's it. Like, like there's definitely a bunch of cops that, when they signed up, didn't think that like their whole beat in was going to be picking up drunks. Like, there, there are certain aspects of the job um, that do not need to be done by police. The police officer with the gun. I'm gonna try. They can, to... be, done, they, they can, they can be done by a. Some like some sort of officer. I'm gonna try to find but, a. Uh... Go ahead. The guy, like, the guy that guy that has a gun does not need to be going to the majority of things that the police go to. Uh, I'm trying to find something that uh, I want to say it was Mike's fiance. Uh, they, oh, here we go. Okay. So what do people mean when they say defund the police? Defunding the police is shorthand for divest and invest model. Divesting money from local and state police budgets and reinvesting in communities, mental health services, and social services programs. But the more compelling part to me was this. The idea is that American communities have come to rely on more on their more than 18,000 police agencies to do much more than police. They're fighting terrorism abroad, performing homeless services, working with children in schools, responding to calls for mental health crises, performing social work and welfare checks, mediating domestic disputes and responding to drug overdoses often they're not t- trained to perform any of these tasks let's say we're you're not taking all of the money away from the police you're just training different aspects of a police force in quotation marks to do different things well and yeah and i just wonder how many like how many uh how many police officers got in it and and genuinely enjoy maybe responding to enjoy what a stupid way to phrase that there's a bunch of sheriffs that i'm sure love sitting on the side of the highway doing traffic stuff no what i was going to say is like but people who want to do good and want to go out and respond to those homeless crises or drug overdose crises but want to provide a more like are frustrated because they can't provide a broader service for those people who might yeah. not apply to be a police officer after that, but might apply to be a, a police, like they're a police officer, but they're in this division, which, you know, yep. doesn't have a gun and doesn't murder people. And that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, it's like, like maybe it takes a name change to where they're like, people just aren't even calling it police anymore. Like maybe, maybe that, maybe that name just becomes toxic for certain aspects of it. Uh, but you, there's a, there's so much that as we've learned over these last few weeks, me and you just in listening to things or reading things that they are not equipped to do. Sorry. Say that again. I was reading big J. Okay. So there's so many things that me and you have like listened about, listened to or, or, or read about over those last few weeks that the police themselves are not equipped to do or trained a, to do. In a, yeah, exactly. In a fundamentally sound manner that there are people that that definitely could do that um it's just a matter of figuring out the best way to incorporate those other pieces of like the social network into into the police force in quotation marks uh i think that that that's that that's the weirdly i hate to use the word exciting because it always sounds like i'm like happy to be experiencing it, but it's more of a just a, a a broad term for just the unknown and just like the like what like what's going to happen sort of like scenario that 
you're gonna you'll see a bunch of cities like like Minneapolis might be one that start trying to plan around a different way of doing it, and you'll start seeing a bunch of other cities around the United States doing the exact same thing, but doing it in different ways. And we're we're gonna learn so much over the next couple of years, I hope, of like different ways to do it. To do community then, service and community work. Exactly, exactly. Different different ways so to do one community of the, policing. One of the things that somewhere in there you made me think about is Oh, I saw uh, your face. Huh? I saw, I, I saw your reaction. No, did you see me snap my fingers? Yeah. I remembered what I wanted to say before and then forgot yeah. it the second I went to write it down. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that was it. Went to write it down and my brain was like, nope, fuck you. Just kidding. <laughs> but you did make me think of something else, which is it. I'm just kind of since this is how we got started. Yeah. Not how we got started, but one of the first things that kind of got brought up when we got on the subject. I'm going back to that like 20 minutes or whatever I watched uh, with Jocko and Joe Rogan. Um, and if you, it, it's not, it's Joe Rogan's channel that's putting, that put this clip out. So it's not like somebody cutting up a clip to make him look sure. bad. Like they put that up themselves. So there, there's a, there's a, uh, some YouTube compilation out there made up where Joe Rogan is talking about like broken communities in the United States and how you need to invest in them. And, like and this is from years and years ago when I really enjoyed his podcast. And now it's so disappointing to me to see he just doesn't he doesn't try to he doesn't even try to address it at all. Mm-hmm. It's such a bummer because he I wish I had the clip pulled up because it would be interesting to play it. But he talks about how there's just these communities that are f- like fucked in America. And how what you need to do is put money into them, mm-hmm. into these communities, to help the communities. And like now, all of a sudden, he's got a platform that's way, way, way bigger than when he made those statements. And he has this opportunity to say like, to really talk intelligently about like, what would defunding the police look like? And what could you adjust that funding into? And he just doesn't do it. He just has some dumb bullshit, like, let's make each other feel good conversation. Like a conversation uh, like two boomers would have sitting around a dinner table and they just want to comfort each other. It's not a real conversation anymore. It was such a bummer because they could be talking about like, hey, it'd be interesting to see like how could they do this and how could they give these community services better? But instead it was like, if anything, they need more money because those poor police officers aren't getting enough training. And it's, it's just such a big middle finger, I feel like, and if you have been a fan of him for years and you became a fan of him for that shit and you're not honest enough with yourself to admit that he's become a fucking shill or something. I don't know what the fuck he is, mm-hmm. but he's not, he's not, he's just a big talking head at this point. He's not actually, I don't think he actually gives a fuck anymore. I don't know. It was, it was, it's just so frustrating. And there was something in there that you said that made me think of that. Like it, it's going, it, there's oh and and I just remembered so remind if I forget again I gotta talk about the mayor of Minneapolis and uh, the Mi- Minneapolis City Council because what sure. you were saying at the end of your sentence is it's gonna be interesting in the next few years mm-hmm. to see what happens it mm-hmm. is scary mm-hmm. like I was thinking about it 
the other night laying in bed and I'm, I'll be perfectly honest because I'm a beer and a half in, there was a part of me that was like, man, I think I'd be a lot, I'd be a lot more concerned if they were trying to defund the police in Woodbury. Interesting. I'm not scared, but I'd be, I'd be more anxious. It's, it's funny how like that, like the concept of like, this, this is, this is my white privilege, like speaking in like the highest regard that I don't like you, you like, I, you have a family yeah. to protect. I don't like not seeing a police car around Woodbury doesn't scare the shit out of me. That's like, not what I mean though. No, I, 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 I know, but I'm, but I'm trying to think of like a level that you would have to defund the Woodbury police that somehow. Can I, I further like explain what I said? Because I just kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. it just came up off the cuff. When I said I would be a lot more anxious about it, it's like I was laying in bed thinking I would I would feel so much more compelled to find out how the fuck do I get involved in the decisions that are going to be made around this process mm-hmm. if it was happening in Woodbury. And yes, a big part of that is because it's going to affect my children. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't it's it, it, it's Woodbury could be a good place for the like the experiment to happen. But it's not, like like, like like we're like we're slowly becoming like a more diverse community. Sure, from when I was, phase, from when it, I was a kid, true. it's true that we are. Yes, but slowly, uh, exactly. But uh, with such a low crime rate, it'd be easier to enact the other stuff. You're like, not wrong. I, like I, I distinctly remember like a situation growing up where a. And it was like a talking point. Is this point in Canada? In, no, here. Okay. This was like a talking point in my house for like probably years. But one of the parents on my sister's hockey team got shot and killed by the police in their house. It was, it, was, it was a white guy. But he shouldn't, he shouldn't have been killed. He shouldn't have been murdered by the police. But it was a situation where he was out of control, okay. and he had a knife in his house with his family. He nice. was in the kitchen, like he was not he was he wasn't near anybody else, and he got shot in the neck by a police officer. There had to have been a way where this domestic dispute could have been handled by people, or intercepted before then, even. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. like, like some, like some. There, there has to like, if if that the level of crime that's like happening, like in the, hap- the like the sort of like police intervention resulting in murder that's happening in Woodbury, if that can somehow go, like you know become zero deaths by Woodbury police because they have a better way of like intercepting domestic disputes with social workers and like nonviolent means, then this might be like a perfect place to have some sort of case study for like changing like. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just wanted to be more clear that what I meant was not scared, but I would be anxious about just leaving it in the hands of other people. Whereas Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. I'm not a resident of it. And so it, I can, I can more freely say I'm curious and interested Mm -hmm. to see what happens there, but it's because it's, it is distant from me, and I, not being a resident of it, I have less ability to affect it than I would mm-hmm. living here. Do you get what I'm saying? 
100 percent. I get it. It like, just yeah, it just seems weird to say like, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And it's like, well, you might not be thinking that if it was happening in your community. Yeah. Uh, no, I I, I would want to be. I fully get that. Like that's the thing. Like I'm like being 20 miles away from them, and like it gotta be really more than 20 not miles. But yeah, but like it, it really not affecting me because like the decisions that'll be made around it. Yeah, I get to, I get to watch as observer. You get to watch. Exactly. That's. So I was it, more it, trying to address that before I went on. Um, yeah, I, 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 that that makes yeah. I, I'll agree to that wholeheartedly. But it is going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I I am I am anxiously interested. Because uh, you were struggling, I think you said excited, and you're like, that's not the right word. It's you're anxious. You're you're like, yeah. what's going to? Ha- I want to know what's going to happen. Um, and that was another, that was the thing I was thinking about earlier that another thing from this pod, this little bit of this podcast that I watched that bugged me, um, is I can't remember if it was Rogan or I think it was Rogan. It might've been Jocko, but I think it was Rogan said like, yeah, they just, the black lives matter movement. They just, they want to defund all cops and there's nobody leading it. There's nobody there's oh no this might have been a different episode with with uh, Brett Weinstein, um, but they were like I there's nobody leading this movement and there's they do they just have no plan other than defund the police there's just no plan, and I was like man I want to interject there and be like hold on, that can't possibly be true. I've listened to many things in the last week that because it's not it's mute. not it's not just like <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Uh, <laughs> super soldiers or or whatever weird thing you're imagining in your head took over all of Minneapolis and are like and now I'm not I'm not even going to try to address what's going on in Seattle or any of those places because I know literally zero about it. Oh, like, but like the chairs and stuff. Yeah, we, we don't have to go into that right the second. But it was the city council and other like elected officials are making choices and making a plan. Correct. So it's it's like it was again these just disingenuous moments that he's not taking seriously on a huge and influential platform and in my opinion he's getting to the point where he's I'm going to consider him as bad as Alex Jones because he's just making nonsense statements without considering the repercussions. And it was like mm-hmm. it, but in this specific example I'm talking about they were talking about Minneapolis. It was like it's not happening without leadership in Minneapolis. It's not yeah. happening without a plan. Mm-hmm. There are elected people who the city, I mean, whether or not those people should have been elected, I can't speak to. I know nothing about them because I don't vote in any of Minneapolis's elections. But it's but like the people in you still, elected those people. You still can't say them. it's going without it, like without any leadership or planning. It's 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 a completely disingenuous statement and you're not, the fact that you're not addressing it is frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing I wanted to say earlier uh, that I forgot twice was that it's like, uh, it's not, it. there are people planning it. And why, like, you know, isn't America kind of the great experiment where you have states can have states' rights and can do things that are in opposition to the federal government and other states can look at them and go like, hey, this state legalized marijuana. It seems to be going really well for them. Let's give it a shot. And then pretty soon you have like half the states in the country of legalized marijuana and there's not really any problems about it. And then it just gets legalized federally, hopefully soon. 
we but like, like that that's, it's, that's the, it's the great experiment that's the beauty of us as the great experiment like we've we failed horribly but we've we've also like done such amazing things like just by trying that's just because life. like because we thought we could we're like you know what we, we i think we can do this so it's a uh, give it a shot because, uh, the, the, and I think it was this. Uh, did I send you that clip? I sent that to a few people. The the Jocko Willie clip? No, the one with uh, Brett Weinstein. I don't remember. I sent it to a few people that like because I'm trying to have more conversations about this stuff. I'm trying. Like, and, and, and I just having conversation. <laughs> and I just know myself. I need to process stuff in yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sent it to a few people, but. Ah, oh, fuck. What was my original point? Oh, they, like, the way they were having this conversation was, like, because Minneapolis was going to... Tr- this This is all my interpretation of it, by the way. This isn't hard fact. But the way I was interpreting the... We put the Adam symbol up here in the top corner. Yeah, thanks. I'm trying to be... Be- like, it's one of the things I hate about the way he's been running his podcast lately, so I'm trying to address it if I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. The way I was interpreting it is that they were looking at Minneapolis and thinking like pretty soon the whole country's there's going to be no cops and there's no leadership and it's all Black Lives Matter terrorists or whatever they think Black Lives Matter. <laughs> they they never said those words, just to be fair. They never said those words. They, I'm, I'm being they, hyperbolic. They think it though. I don't know. I'm being hyperbolic. But they were the way I was interpreting was that they were talking like the, it's it's gonna like our whole country is gonna fall apart because of what Minneapolis is doing, and it's like, motherfuckers, you think like Texas is gonna do this? You know what I mean? Like there are there are states that are we're a blue state, and Minneapolis mm-hmm. is a very blue city. It's not just gonna roll through the rest of all the red states in the United States. What like uh, it, it just did it. it and Brett Weinstein is a guy who's very, very much smarter than either of us. Mm-hmm. And so I can't, I don't get why he's not addressing it in a way that's like, I wonder what's going to happen in Minneapolis. Instead, it, it seems like this fear mongering of like, this is the downfall of America. It, it's, and it's, it's just like, dude, it's one city. And like it's, I said, it's, it's, I don't know what's happening in Seattle, but it's one city in the entire United States that's going to try this thing right now. It might be other cities later, but they're going to try this thing. And if other cities try it, we, we just get to watch it and see how it goes. And if it really crashes and burns, people can be like, well, that sucks for Minneapolis. Glad we didn't but do it here. But we're doing it better. Sure. Cause we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to learn that's from that's their what mistakes. Experimenting is. Yeah. You, it's, it, it's iterations. It so it uh, just it doesn't make but, sense to me to see them doing the fear mongering. Sorry, go but ahead. But it's, it's 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 systemic racism, like to a fault. It's it's like George Bush. Do you mean to a T? Pre- to a T. Uh, did huge military exercises in like Texas in the build up to like Iraq and things like that. To train them in just you know just just gi- gi- these gigantic military operations. Obama did it. They said he was going to do. He was staging a coup, and 
He didn't want to lead a presidency. And it was all some long-winded thing to where he was going to seize power by taking control of Texas first. And it's... it's, I've never heard of this before. I forget it was... That's not systemic racism. That's just racism. But again, like, it's... But people... But it's, it's like, you know, it's just... It was the conspiracy theory of the time that, like, black president doing huge... Mobilizing the entire military to Texas was going to take over Texas first. So hey, man, I get the it. Country. Black people are scary. I don't. <laughs> I that's they, I'm sorry. That's maybe a bad joke. They, they can be at your side, outside your house right now. You can't see them. That, black. Jesus Christ, Dan. Big J. That. I'm sorry. I've I've never heard that before. That's so bizarre. Any presidency in my adult life that I've been afraid of forming a coup, it's Trump. 100%. You know what will be really interesting for me? I'll, and I'll, I'll, we can address it if, if it happens. I hope to God it happens. If he loses this next election, I, like I'm, I, there's a part of me that's genuinely concerned about him and it, how he and his administration will respond. The the funny thing is, I think there be there be a couple people in his administration, just like a like a like a small handful that that might. But there's there's this weird situation with a lot of those other politicians that that are legitimately in it for the right reason as like a I hope like so. a secretary of whatever that would just that, would, that are probably so that would so I would just kind of go shove you over here <laughs> and just kind of like hopefully forget about Fuck you out of my way yeah he was doing rallies in Arizona yesterday maybe he'll get COVID that's a mean, <laughs> that's a mean thing to say he's a person and now he's, did that that's I like I've I've always drawn the line where I don't like there, there are some comedians like that I've heard on, like, how did this get me? Like just like other like like funny pods I've listened to that have wished for that. That, that like yeah, that I've just I don't want to like, wish. I, that, I don't want to wish for anybody's suffering, man. Like I, I really I get don't. it. You don't like the guy, but I'm not. I will never wish for another person to be dead. I don't want to <laughs> wish for anybody's suffering. I might wish for somebody to be dead. I like like if I was behind him, would I shove him? Yeah, I give him a shove. Well, don't push the guy it, down. We'll get arrested by the Secret Service. Oh fuck! I'm considered a resident, real threat. So I think I can stay. I don't think they can just deport me. Oh yeah, you can okay. get deported. <laughs> this is on the internet. Fuck. Um. We're, wait, this is Jeff Bezos though. We're in, we're in Amazon territory. I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Bezos, who we're talking about. No, I'm saying somebody like Hitler. You know, like. Yeah. People or or just anybody who was like just full on like pulling the switch on a gas chamber full of Jews, yeah, that that dude should probably die. But I don't want him to suffer. I don't, you know, that's like if you get COVID, it sounds like you suffer. Big, you Big get Jay it bad. Says, enough, very, I agree wholeheartedly with what he says here. I have never wished death on anyone, but I have read some obituaries <laughs> and smiled. That's hundred percent. That seems like a like a Churchill quote. Did you just make that up on your own? That's, you gotta write that shit down and put it on a t-shirt. Like, both I, both sides, Republicans and Democrats, are gonna be buying that. I I am hundred percent the same way. Like That's I would never quote. wish that sort of ill will on anyone, but 
there have been many times in my life where I saw someone that is a horrible person has died, and I've been like, uh, uh-uh. somebody perfect. who's a, somebody who's a child perfect. molester who who who, mole- like, has molested tons of children. Fuck them, they can die. I don't. I like. I. I don't. I. I don't. I don't ever like. I think there are some people who you can't. They can't be fixed. They can't be rehabilitated. And I. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it was up to me, I think rather than being locked in a jail cell, I'd. I'd rather just die. You got wide eyes. <coughs> That's an, amazing, that's an amazing statement. I would. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'd want to go. I'm not afraid of death in that way. Where if it was like you can either. Oh die. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and, that, in, the police. in that way, you're, you're, you're like you're never taking me alive, coppers. No, what I'm saying is in this in that circumstance where it's like life in prison or death. I don't fear death enough to where I would choose life in prison. I would just choose death. I what I'm saying is I don't I don't wish suffering on anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't wish torture and suffering on anybody. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who are, and tr- Trump is definitely not one of these people. But I'm saying like yeah, ter- there are terrible, terrible, terrible people who just shouldn't get to be terrible anymore. <laughs> uh, Hitler so, so, so. Hitler's probably the best example. But like if you if you can't agree on Hitler, I don't know. Hitler, uh, Hitler probably should have stayed alive. When I was thinking back to uh, some podcasts I listened to this week on what what is TV policing look like? What 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 does policing on TV look like after this? Because mm. right now, do you see like Brooklyn not Nine, like, like, like like Brooklyn Nine Nine is in between seasons, okay, and they are coming back. What does a Brooklyn Nine-Nine police force look like after this? Like if, because like when you think back to the show and you like, you've seen, you know, I've seen almost every season. Yep. Just, just like me there, there are times in that where they like indiscriminately talk about getting the most arrests or there, there are certain things that, don't quite jive with but aren't those, what you think. Go ahead. I feel like those jokes are making fun of. But they, but if you were to like, if I was to think of like, cause like they, they've had conference calls, like the, the, the crew of this show after all of this, like basically trying to figure out what their show should be coming, like going forward. Like I, there, there's probably a good chance for, cause like there'll be some shows that, that can come back, uh, and just be about, you know, cops going on cool cases and busting people. But you, but Mike, some shows, ha- Mike, if you're listening, sh- I made eye contact with you right there. I just want you to know that. Uh, some shows have a chance to really kind of show the way in what they think it could be. And I, I think something like a Brooklyn Nine Nine could do that. Like they, they could still be hilarious and funny. But they could change the way their department looks into a way that they think is more socially responsible. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So you like they they could still be busting crime and doing stuff, but Brooklyn like, 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 like one of the characters more... might be like a social worker. 
Yeah, or like what are the characters might be like a like a it's like there are ways where they could, they could that would they be really transform. cool. I'd love if they brought uh, what's your face back as a social worker. <laughs> I don't think she'd be a social worker. <laughs> what's her name? Was it oh, Gina fuck. on the show? I can't. Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti. I don't think she'd be a good social worker. It should be a funny one. Oh yeah. Like I hope that show's still funny. Well, that I I trust the people behind that show to make it funny, but they but. There, I, I I like that the con the the conversations they're having right now are. How can we come back next season? And help, like the conversation, because like, in a perfect world, like no one, like, the police force doesn't necessarily look like the police force. Like when they're running through all those training missions with all their like crazy gear and shit, like. That's probably not the way the police force should look on a day to day basis. I mean, you could like, have you could have episodes where, yeah, like the the force is not excited about doing some kind of de escalation training, right? Mm-hmm. But then the end of the episode, it you know, it's like oh, they learn their lesson. Like they learn that it's really good. They like they get a lot out of it. And again, someone else joins the force. Sure. Or like, like, so yeah, it'll, it'll be, be it'll be intriguing because like that's one thing that people are good with in, like that you'll see at certain times because like art will kind of push society in like in like directions that it that it that it thinks it it, it wants to try and push it. Mm-hmm. So like it'll be interesting to see what shows like that do. How do I ban oh, Big J? Yeah, this is ridiculous. He's he's obviously out for blood. Uh, and he's just being racist. Yeah. Forever, ban. It just it just says ban. I've seen a couple episodes of the Deaf Comedy Channel on HBO. Stop. Uh, Stop this joke now. It'll be interesting to see like how certain things like that progress because like they uh, the podcast I was listening to they yeah had I haven't of, actually thought about that that will be interesting. They had the executive producer head writer of the show called SWAT on TBS on, and. He's an he's a he's a black guy living in America, and like the leader of the SWAT force is a guy who grew up in like a like a bad part of town. Like became a marine, came back, enjoyed, and became like the leader of the SWAT team. Sure. And so, like his thing is he's like he tries like he's trying to think to himself like like as like as a member of this community, with my main character as a member of this community, like how can I represent those voices in my show going forward? Wait, what? He like has a podcast life. and he's in the SWAT? No, no like they, they were just interviewing the, the lead, the, the exec, executive producer, head writer of the show SWAT. Who was? How did I lose the thread on that? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, I, I, I was listening to like Vox Today Explained and they were interviewing the, they were talking about police shows. Why and did so you talk about had, the SWAT guy? What? The SWAT guy. You said he came the, from a bad part of town, he went to the Marines, he came back, and he was the... Are you talking... Yeah, the lead character of the show SWAT. So, the oh, guy he's a who character writes it, in a show! Jesus well, the guy who writes Christ. it is the executive producer was talking about how he uses <laughs> his voice and his character's voice going forward. I feel so stupid. 
stupid right now. I'm like, I, like, I, was, not, trying to, I was trying to think where you were lost for a second. I'm like, I oh. thought you were talking about a real guy <laughs> when you were talking about the SWAT person, but he's a character in a show. Right? <laughs> yes. Okay, Jesus. But, but, Christ, but, 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 but the guy word. they're interviewing is the guy that writes the show and executive produces it. Got it. Got it. Uh, and like, it's funny, like, like one of like the weird, like funny side notes is like, like as he was growing up, like he kind of wanted to be a cop and then he saw RoboCop and he's like, I don't want to be a cop anymore. If there's he's a movie like, to do it, that's one of them. <laughs> Cause he's like, he, like he saw what happened to that guy. He's like, I don't have, I don't have the courage or, or the, 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 the wherewithal to be, uh, to be that I'm going to, I can, I can write cops, but I don't want to be a cop. Um, one of the things that I've actually been enjoying uh, lately has been because I've been trying to broaden my like the podcast I listen to and trying to listen to podcasts that help to educate me uh, yeah. on all sorts of different things with regards to race in America. Yeah. But one of the things that I've been listening to, um, maybe I can give him a shout out here. It's a podcast that's run by a couple of black women. It's called Momentum, a race forward podcast. And I've been listening to episodes of that. And it's, it's not, it's just, it's, it's, sorry, this is going to take me. I'm gonna. Ha- I, I, I'm trying. I, I fully I, I, believe you can do this. Well, I just want to say it as best as I can. Whereas before, when I said like I would be scared if it was in Woodbury, then I was like, well, that's not what I meant to say. That now I sound like a fucking moron. It's nice. It. They're the podcast that the, that I've listened to from them. They're not talking about like police reform. They're not talking about p- like police killing black people or how rough some black communities are they're like they're just having conversations as black women living in america and they have on being being no they're they're just talking about their lives and it's like it's really it's like because a a part if you want to speak to like white privilege a part of it is being able to turn it off and deciding like you know what i've just uh, it's been a day and the news has been depressing. Let's talk about Grand Theft Auto. And I just want to listen to Comedy Bang Bang before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right? And like, it is white privilege to acknowledge that you can just turn it off. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's just a nice podcast for where it's like, you just get to hear somebody's experience that's so different from yours. But they're not, they're not trying to like, speak to white America about the, the struggle or the plight of being black in America. They're just doing their own thing and you just get to listen to it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And no, it's been, and like, it's been really nice to listen to and just, they're not, they are doing their own thing, which is absolutely what they should be doing. They're not trying to ed like, they're just, I, I'm struggling to come up with the words, but it's a, it's been this nice podcast in between like, other ones that can be depressing or frustrating for whatever reason to just listen to these two women talk 
about what their podcast talks about. And when they say a race forward podcast, they do talk about race sometimes, but really what they're talking about is just like their own communities and their own points of interest. And, and it's, it's, it's illuminating and just nice. No, they like that. That's, that's what future America should 100% be like, like, like we, we kind of like discuss it a little bit with our, uh, uh, with with one of our coworkers today, where a black guy gets murdered by the cops, and mm. someone will go to them as a, as a black person and be like, "Are you like how how are you doing? Are you okay?" And it's so disingenuous. Well, the way that and, that I'm going to be really vague, but the way that yeah. person expressed it mm-hmm. was that. This person had a level of of severity in their tone when so I'm gonna, hold on I'm going to use race for a second. The white person when they asked this black person had a level of severity in their tone that the black person wanted to be like, you know, I'm not related to George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. And that per the this black per I'm I'm not even using gender, but this black person was saying that semi sarcastically, but it was like what they were trying to express express was that this white person had asked them in a way that it was like, it, it, it was, it was oh like it, it made this person uncomfortable because it was overly sincere. Yeah. Which is also, it's a weird spot to be in. And I'm not trying to ask anybody to forgive anything or go out of their way to make white people comfortable. But one of the things, uh, my principal sent out a a uh like a, a webex or a zoom presentation uh hold on i'm gonna address big j's comment in a second for audio listeners um my principal sent out this webex this presentation that a uh, a black counselor in the minneapolis school district did uh, right, like this was like right after uh, all all the George Floyd stuff had had come out, and uh, I just he was he was really straightforward, and at times it was kind of emotional. Um, but one of the things he said he was like, "Hey, if you're like, if you are." a white coworker and and you have black coworkers don't be afraid to address it and don't be afraid to just tell them that you're there and you care about them and it is i think it's just a i think it's a uh uh i think it's something that it's a it, it's not a line that white people have to learn how to walk but it's something that you just as a white person have to learn how to do to be a human being <laughs> is to address these things with your black and brown coworkers is, is to just try to like, so that's why I wanted to bring big J's comment in now. Cause big J says, not only does it come off as disingenuous, but it puts onus on us or black people to have an answer for you. Um, I haven't read his next comment cause it's longer. Um, well, maybe I, will, maybe I will right now because he says before I make my next point, especially in a work environment, you put the burden on us to decide how to handle it. Like, do we get real and open up 
and let you know how I really feel or do I keep it work appropriate and lie? It's a gray space. Come to us in private. Don't approach if we aren't really work friends. So two things on that because after I saw, after I watched this guy's whole presentation, I was like, well, uh, I did, I sent a text to Big J, uh, who I, I'm really close with Big J. <laughs> I mean, technically we're family. Um, and just, but what I, what I'm trying to do is to say, Hey man, I'm here for you. And I love you. If you, if you want somebody to talk to, to take your mind off it, let me know. If you want somebody to talk about and like fucking rage and vent, let me know. Like whatever you need, I'm here for you. And this coworker that we work with who I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like close with, but we are kind of like, we'll get buddy buddy about some stuff that we, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm being yeah. very vague because we're talking about coworkers, mm-hmm. but we have, we have a specific topic that me and this coworker of ours really like to talk about. So I sent, I sent a message to them saying the same thing. Like, I just want you to know that if you ever want somebody to talk about and, and you want somebody to talk about work experiences that you have, or anything like that, let me know. Or if you just have a day where you're like, I just want to take my mind off and talk about fights, let me know. So my hope is that I'm not, I'm really trying to do it from a place where I'm not trying to relieve any guilt, any, you know, quote unquote white guilt. I'm, but I'm trying, I'm just trying to like make human connections. Like, Hey, just let me know if you're just having a day and and this thing that we both have bonded over, I'm talking about our coworker. If you just want to talk about it, just shoot me a message because I'll always just talk. I'll always talk about it. The 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 thing like I don't, I I feel like like Big J's comments were coming to this is I there there is probably a vast piece of the population that when a situation like that happens. They think to themselves, fuck. Everybody in the office is going to ask me about this. Right. I don't think you, I don't think you, this is, oh, shit, this is a fucking depressing statement. I don't think you have to address it every time it happens. And it's a depressing statement because you know it's going to happen again. No, no, no. But I, but there's, there's no way that like, there is not a certain segment of the population that when something like that happens, they're like, when they know, like, like it happens on like a Sunday and they're like, fuck. All right. I'm going to go to work on Monday. When you say a certain like, segment, I, do you mean black people? That's racist. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see uh, fucking Janice. I'm going to see Patty. I'm going to see Janice. I walk in the front door and she's been like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Michael. Like, it's like, what hey. the fuck you- yeah. How you doing? Like, you don't give a fuck. It's the same thing we were talking about earlier. Like, don't ask me that question. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a like, weird thing, too, because it's like, maybe you do give a fuck, but you don't know how to have this conversation, period, and you shouldn't be having it with me, the coworker, who you see every once, you know, like once a month for five exactly. minutes. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you... No, 100%. Like, you... Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm having this conversation with you right now. It's just about like 
white people. If anybody white ever people. listens to our podcast that that aren't W Y P I P O white people. White people. Uh you might actually care. And in all probability, you're a nice person and you actually care. But like, you don't know how to have this conversation and you shouldn't be learning how to have this conversation with a coworker you never talk to Yes. at work. Mm-hmm. You should be finding other resources and not putting an, a, a, the burden on this person to teach you how to have this conversation. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, like, like that's like, that's, that's where what, like in one regard, like, like big J is a, a great person that we know in that. Well, big J I, I, I feel that like, I, I, I feel that like our relationship is comfortable enough that if we're, ta- if me and you as white people are talking about this, he is more than willing to, like call it like call us out or like like yeah. give us poor like like tell, basically like he's 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 if he's he's a he's a good person to have in my life i i don't say <sighs> this i don't say this lightly like and it's funny because legally it's true big j is my brother <laughs> like and big j has brothers so it probably means something different for him but like i grew up kind of without siblings and definitely without a close brother, but it, he knows that he can at any moment call me out on any bullshit, and it's he's he's gonna get open ears instead of you know closed ears. Well, is, that, is, that Kansas, is that Kansas that plays in that? Uh, but big J, so big J is somebody who I would. He can correct me if I'm wrong, but Big J is somebody I'm I'm personally close enough where like I can learn more about how to have these conversations not with him because I'm 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 close with him. Mm-hmm. Big J has watched my kids. Like I don't even let you watch my kids, Dan. You my boy blue. Uh, wait, no, he says, no, and Matt, if you don't know Matt, that, Matt tried to watch his kid once. Huh? It's his wife. His wife wanted to go. Him and his wife wanted Matt, to drink. Matt tried to have you watch his kid once. That's true. Yes. Uh, so Big J at one point did say it, it does feel good to know we have allies at work. I've had a few coworkers ask in private setting how I'm doing, and I can choose how I open up. That's cool, or how, that, how open I get. Excuse me. But then he also said, and if you don't know, that's okay. I would say I would feel honored if a white coworker came to me. And humbled themselves and said, I don't know what to say or how to have the convo, but I want to learn. Okay, that's and, cool to and know. Like, and like, that's where I hope that like when the coworker we were talking about is like sitting with three of us in a gymnasium doing stupid menial labor, that they don't feel like they have to put on airs about anything, that they can either talk about just cool fun stuff that's happening in their life, or if they want, or if they if they felt comfortable enough, they could just be like they, they could bring something up and we would be not afraid to talk to them or just yeah complain I would, like I, make I, a blanket I would, complaint I would love for my like relationship with this person to be that way like i don't know that it is yet and the, maybe it's not but, if, but in a few years maybe it is and if, that would be great 
if this individual and I didn't have that one kind of thing that we both bond over, and sorry for mm-hmm. anybody listening that we're being very vague, but Dan and I don't make any money from podcasting and we need to keep <laughs> our fucking jobs. So I'm being as vague as possible. Uh, if, if this person and I didn't have that one thing that we have bonded over and have talked about a ton and like have laughed over and joked, like if I didn't have that connection, I probably wouldn't have made that statement because even then it would be like, dude, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go find a, 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 a black coworker at the high school who I, I fixed their computer once and go and be like, Hey man, if you ever need anything, I'm the last person you'll probably think of, but I'm here. But this other person and I have kind of bonded in a way at work. And mm-hmm. so with that person, it was like, I have more of a relationship where I feel comfortable saying like, if you ever work and you just need an escape button, let me know. Like, like as big J kind of says in his last day, and like, that's one place where me and you can be allies to this person is that we can help them speak up to people that might not be doing it the correct way. So you're talking about big J's recent comment. Yes. It says, but also it takes you, their fellow white person, to help me teach them because sometimes I don't want to handle it. But if you see it and talk to them about how it might make the black coworker feel, that's real allyship. It's like that's we, we something... definitely have a couple like older colleagues that might not handle it in the same way. Well, that goes to like the first time that we came back after George Floyd. Oh, yes. yes where yeah, yeah. I was saying I had had conversations at work with people who use the word they in a really gross way and they're older white people but they're mm-hmm. very sweet people and they had said i don't understand why they're just destroying their own community it doesn't do them mm-hmm. any good and you're just like can you not like getting better at calling that out mm-hmm. is, something, gotta, gotta, yeah, is something is something i i need to learn how to do because the way the way to not do it is go like well, first off, it's racist when you say they because what you mean is black people, you fucking racist. <laughs> like you're going it's that classic like you're going to win more people with honey than you are with vinegar? What the fuck is the sentence? Oh, like them both. Uh but like you know what I mean? You have to Yes. I need to learn and that's what I'm trying to do now is learn how to have that conversation and a very a, a kind of introductory piece of that conversation is to say like what I wish I had done in those situations the two that came up was say what I said to Amber but just in a modified way because I didn't have to say it this way to Amber but it's like how do you not like no not that way take take it on me and say like oh really because I really understand how how and uh, uh, don't address it as they but say like I really I feel like I can see where black people in this community would take it out that way and then mm-hmm. start talking about what, like why they take it out. It, start talking about the level of just rage and frustration that has built up. Talk about the things that have made it built up. Talk about why it might have been taken out on that particular target, which is something I didn't know about until I read about it. Um, yeah, like like I I've tried to use like in some of the conversations I've had with like my uh, big Jake, like, can you like give my, me more like clarification? 
Like, like my dad for uh for instance the last few weeks. Like I I've tried to use him as my training. Cause like I like I'm a, I'm super introverted. Oh yeah. So even bringing that sort of thing up with somebody with your dad is 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 a step. So it's no like, for so sure I, it is. That's something you should feel proud of. I think. So it's so those conversations I'm I'm I, I kind of use as like a like like a like a track like a training ground for the. That's for like, awesome. I don't even think you should like consider. I mean, sure, it's a training ground for the real world, but I think that's just the. Th- from what I know of just even you and your dad's relationship, I think that's probably a, a, a great thing to just have a, and just from it, what it, I know of you, you're not like me who would say like, Hey, that's fucking racist. And then get punched in the mouth like an idiot because you brought <laughs> it up like a dumbass. I, that's awesome. You know, you know, you know, it's funny. Like the scary thing, like I, uh, uh, cause my dad and, uh, Okay, thank you, Big J. Can't think of her name now. Uh, Pat, we're, we're like we're over at. Uh, uh, we I went over there for dinner on Sunday, uh, and I just kind of jokingly brought up like, "Are you, are you, are you, have you guys been like like practicing fighting for when like Katie and Jared come back here to like live with you?" Because like Katie and Jared are like, like hold on, give people context. Super, uh, Katie and Jared are like my sister and her husband are like super liberal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you said this to dad, your dad and his friend. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, and they were like, oh yeah. Cause like, they, like they've gotten into it with them before. I okay. was like, hope oh, like I, I started trying to imagine like what it would be like to be in that house on a daily basis. <laughs> if like, if, if they're going to try and butt heads over like, like stupid stuff about like burning a building down or something like that. Like, yeah, you got. I mean, constantly? in that situation, you got to pick your battle sometimes because exactly. you're it's like, constantly. Yeah. Because you're yeah, gonna be living I, in the same house. I brought that up today because Amber and I have a Black Lives Matter sign in our front yard. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, Big J. Uh, that was me pointing at chat. That's why I pointed that way. And uh, last Sunday, we didn't. I didn't do Father's Day with my dad for you know reasons. Um, but we're gonna do it probably not this weekend, but maybe next weekend or the weekend after. And I'm, I was saying to you, I can't remember if you were there at this point, but I was like, I have anxiety about my dad getting there. Mm -hmm. And with my parents, I mean, and I guess you can say this is a credit to my parents, but I don't have, I don't have any issues. Pull like, I don't pull any punches with my parents. And so it was just like, it's going to suck. Oh, I was talking to Rolo about it. I don't know if Rolo's still in here. Uh, but I was like, it's going to suck because my dad's going to get there and he's going to say something about the sign. And I'm not, I'm not going to shrug it off. And Rolo's uh-huh. like, yeah, you can always say like, yeah, I don't, that's not what today's about. Let's just, and I was like, I, I just, I can't, I don't, especially with my own parents, I just don't operate that way. So it was like, I know my dad's going to come up here for father's day and that's going to be a thing. And it's, it's, and it's just going to make it awkward, like from the, cause I know it's going to be one of the first fucking thing he says to me. Like, I, it's I like, mean, Oh cool. It's going to be awkward right away. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm the most non-confrontational person ever, but it's almost irresponsible and disingenuous. The statement that like, that, that like the thing that Rolo said that like, if you were to just be like, that's not what today's about. I don't think it's irresponsible, but it's disingenuous for me. Yeah, unfortunately, today is. Unfortunately, like, fortunately, t- 
today is about that as well. Like, I just, it's, I can't, like the, I can't yeah. do with him. I, it's just, but it's the same with you guys too. And you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but when you guys are doing something that's bugging me, I, I'm so comfortable with you guys that I just, it's, it's not exactly mm-hmm. a knee jerk response, but it is like, if I didn't, you know, if it's somebody I don't know as well, I'll be more cautious about how I do it. But mm-hmm. you and, and Javin and Rolo, you guys all know, like, I'll just... It, and I'm not sa- I'm not saying this is a compliment to myself because sometimes I don't... I regret the way that I do it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But with people I'm comfortable with, it's just like, it just comes... It just... It just... It comes out because otherwise that night I won't be able to sleep. Like mm-hmm. I won't, it's a, it, it's hyperbolic to say I won't be able to live with myself because that's not true. But it's like, I, it, I, I won't be able to stop thinking about it if I don't say something to the people mm-hmm. I love and care about. And so it, it's just kind of that same thing. It's like, my dad's going to get there and it just sucks because I know he's going to say something about it and I'm not going to be able to let it go. And like that, like that's like, uh, like Big J talked about it like earlier in his uh, uh, book length uh, replies he's been giving us. Big J, uh, keep replying. Where, Don't where, listen to Dan. When he talked about the they thing, um, where the fact that our coworkers wouldn't have that conversation with this person, but say it to us, speaks mm-hmm. like volumes. Well, that's kind of the new the. the the light that I'm getting shed on racism lately. Like, Oh yeah, that is racist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's racist. Just let it go. Yep. But it's, I really don't think, and I, I like what Jace said. He said, uh, so he said, and they don't say they around me, they don't even bring it up. So I don't get a mm-hmm. chance to defend it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I statements all day, son. And I didn't really get what he was saying. So I said, you were talking, but I said, can you give me more clarification? And he said, when trying to correct the old white people, talk about your experience with it, make it personal and irrefutable. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the way to do it instead of go like, well, that's racist to call them they, don't you think? Like, you know, you're talking about black people. You're, people are going to shut down and feel like they have to defend themselves because they don't have, mm-hmm. they don't have a more kind of nuanced or modernized view of racism just like I would say three months ago, I didn't, you know, or, or they, or they won't even talk to you about it and they'll retreat to their and then safe never space. bring it up again. Exactly. They'll, they'll, if, they'll go back to their sounding chamber of whoever. If you just start sharing, like, really, I can understand why it, I, or try what I would really try to do is say, like, I feel like I can, I can see it if I was black and then, and then start to say like, and I was experiencing this every day and I like, and that, that's the that's the weird. Don't accuse anybody of anything because you're going to shut it down. Yeah. right away. That, that that that's the weird responsibility of being like like a, like a, like an ally is that you have to like th- those are the fights you can win or or like the like the battles that you can pick that you can try and win. But that, it's that, weird. That, 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 yeah. It's weird to even think of it as a battle. Yeah, oh, no, 100%. It's like an opportunity was, to educate. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like an exactly. opportunity to redefine a word in somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I got to pee so bad, and it's, it's like when we It's like when we re-educated the Nazis, and we beat the fuck out of them in World War II. That's not what I mean at all. But to say that to old people, they're going to be like, yeah, I get that. I hated Nazis. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop making me laugh. I have to pee so bad, I have two of these <laughs> giant beers in me. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Big J says, yep, those battles aren't even brought to me. I changed the dynamic just by existing in the space. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, I've just realigned the way I've been thinking about it lately. Like, oh, yeah, it's way more on my shoulders than it is on Big J because it's a weight that doesn't get put on his directly it's, it, it, like it does mine. It's, it's, and it's like, this, it's like this weird, like, we're like Nick Cage in National Treasure. Oh, my God. And we're like, we're like flipping down the blue lenses and we're like, holy shit. Look at this. Look at this map now. You know? The shit we did, we weren't even like paying attention to. We we had glasses on. Like, Thanks we for listening, we, everybody. Like we weren't like not paying attention, but it's like holy shit! Look at this. Look at that. Got to go to fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> Big Jesus, I fucking love your analogies. <laughs> Have you seen National <laughs> Treasure? Do you know what the fuck Dan's even talking about? Because up until like three weeks ago, I'd never seen that movie in my life, and I would be I completely thought, lost. I I feel like I'm getting okay. You said of right. course. I'm getting a Nobel Peace Prize for what I said. It was the most articulate thing anyone's ever said. I'm with them all the way. All right. Yes. I guess at I least Big it. J's following you. Who knows? I'll have to work tomorrow. I earned the day off. That's not true. You better Damn bike it. there too, you fucking pussy. <laughs> all right. It's 1030. I got to pee. This is later than we normally go. I could keep having this conversation for a while. And guess what? We're going to. Should I just go pee? No, no, I'm, I'm talking about just it's like in pot in like, future podcasts. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, we didn't even get to Rob's random topic tonight. Uh, but I don't give a fuck. We have a double are, Rob topic next time. These are good conversations to have. No, you know the rule. We just save it until next oh, week, okay. especially because okay. this one was a good one. Yeah. Um. But I'm not. I'm, uh, Tonight's conversation about it came up organically. I think because Big J made a joke about cops murdering people. And then it just went from there. I'm pretty sure that's where it started. Because then I started talking about things that I'd seen where people are... People are trying to... People are trying to take away from Black Lives Matter by saying cops murder white people too. And you're just like, what? Yeah, be be mad. What's wrong with your line of thinking? And yes, thank you, Big J. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I, you've you've known me long enough. You have known me longer than my wife. You can you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I just genuinely want people to be happy. I genuinely want people to be nice. We, we uh, want so everyone. I, so anyway, to be I have your salsa. So anyway, like, I can find to try to help that like I mean that's one of the that, that was one of the things I said to you when we started this podcast is like you know the little ripples if we can make little ripples and talk about just being nice mm-hmm. and being cool and cool then maybe we can maybe we can just make fe- people feel better and they go out and have better interactions with other people yep. I don't know I just want people to be nice man I've had enough people be mean to me in my life and be shitty that I know it really sucks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening. This might sound stupid. Uh, it's a podcast where 
two best friends just wanted to spend more time with each other, so they started a podcast, because why not? It's really easy, actually, to have a podcast in 2020. What's up, Schwartz? What's Schwartz here? Uh, I'm glad that I'm glad we didn't do Rob's random topic because I want Schwartz here when we do do Rob's random topic. So he better be here next week. I don't know what the fucking what weird judo he was doing tonight. I said judo on purpose. Um, yeah, if this is your first time listening to us, you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. You should do that because it's cool to see how many subscribers we get. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch. We are, this might sound stupid on Twitch. You can uh, also follow us on Twitter at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, and that way you know when we're going live on Twitch, which when, if you watch us on Twitch, that's when we're the most interactive. The podcast, you know, it's probably fine to listen to. As always, we're brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy. We'll check in with Joey here. He's not as tight of a ball as he was before, but he's snoozing. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, who's a very talented designer uh, out of Minnesota. He designed all of our graphics, and I love him also because he's just a super nice person. And uh, I've been—I uh, haven't been able to chat with him every day, and I genuinely miss it. Usually, when I'm sitting in front of a computer all day, I chat with Mike all day long. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and I love him. Uh, let's see. Big J says, "Good night, y'all. Thanks for carrying some of the water." Anytime, man. Love you, buddy. Dan, I love you. Love you. Love all you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, have a good night. And just uh, find somebody to be nice to tomorrow. Be cool to each other. Find somebody to be nice to, even if it's the Jersey Mike's manager who won't stop talking to you. That's tough. Just be nice to him. All right. you, can, you can do it. I can do it. I'm going to Jersey Mike's tomorrow. That's not true. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.